rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hey, I figured I'd do a Tuesday special since I rarely do them on Tuesdays. I don't want everybody to get used to us getting together on Wednesdays. So the weekday specials are, they're up in the air. We don't have a regular schedule. So thank you for indulging me, and and hopefully you can join in. My name is Tara Devlin. We usually meet. We have a regular scheduled show every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. I want to thank you, Jim has popped into the chat room with a super chat. As always, I really appreciate that, Jim. You set the standard. And I I don't even know what to say. I'm blown away by just everything you've done to keep the show going. Thank you. Really, thank you, Jim. So, yeah, we'll see who else shows up. I figured let's get together. I'm kind of getting to the point. I'm not completely resolve to to the fact that Joe Biden will be the Democratic nominee. It's not com- it's not a complete done deal, although the corporate media is already they're beating the drum. They've been beating the drum. But I do think that anything can happen. Um I don't know what's going to happen today. It's really disappointing. But not unexpected. And also, but uh, the thing that's really concerning me is what we've been talking about for the past however many weeks and months now, especially since the tide turned, since the corporate media and the establishment turned their guns against the only FDR Democrat left in the race. Um, People keep asking... This is the thing. Okay, so earlier in the day, or earlier just before I, I got on the air, I, uh, somebody was tweeting me. Of course, this is what's happening now. Where I, I find, I'm sure you're coming across it, too, if you're on social media you're, and you're supporting Bernie. I find myself getting attacked a lot by Biden supporters. Of course they are. They hate Bernie. There's such a hatred for him uh, amongst the so-called moderate wing. I don't know what these moderates are. Here's the thing. And one uh, this earlier in the in the evening, this fucking guy was tweeting me with um these memes about Bernie is a Russian agent, which is just bullshit. Because yeah, why would Putin want Bernie. This is what this is the meme that they're putting out there. Now, of course, we know that the Russian um, psyops that they are flooding the social media in the United States with any any kind of um, any meme or or f- fake account that sows discord and dissension amongst people. So. They're saying that Bernie, that Putin wants Bernie. This is what the moderates are saying. Putin wants Bernie to be the nominee because he will lose to Trump. And I 
100% disagree. The only person that can win against Trump left in the race is Bernie. But you can't convince these right-wingers, these moderate, these so-called moderates. But the fact is, the, the weakest candidate is Joe Biden, and they're doing it to us again. The same arguments that we heard in 2016 are being revisited. I hope you're right, Jim. Jim on the chat says, I think Biden can win. Maybe you're right. I hope. Maybe the coronavirus gets out of control. Not that I want that to happen. I don't want people to die. And the, the stock market crashes. Um, I just think that, be- that Biden is such a mess that it's going to be, it's going to be tough. The only thing I believe he has going for him is the fact that he is not Hillary but there is, uh, it's not going to matter. There is, there's not a, a, a 30-year cottage industry built up around him, but it doesn't have to take 30 years, you know, built up around him to, to destroy him the way they had with Hillary. Uh, you know, they're not, they weren't selling Joe Biden nutcrackers as they were for Hillary for, for generations now. As long as many Americans, young Americans, have been alive, there's been a complete right-wing, a, a whole, um, an assault on Hillary, really. I mean, some of it, whatever. I'll, I'll uh, keep my mouth closed for, that, for, for now, <laughs> if you can believe it. No, I, don't wanna, I just don't want to get into it. You know how I feel. You know how I feel about about Hillary I'm uh, and all these DLC right-wing Democrats I believe that they are the ones who gave us Twitter ultimately I know that they want to they want to point the finger at Bernie and they and they say like this person on Twitter said to me tonight uh, um, Biden is a real Democrat what does that mean I didn't want to get into it because he was obviously something, you know, it's like I don't have the time to get into an argument with every random nut job who stumbles across my Twitter feed to send me memes like these cockamamie memes. Please. He's like, I want to I'm interested in hearing your response to these memes. Like, let me stop my life and research this random meme, this random useful idiot on the internet sent me. Because that's what I have. I have no, I have nothing else to do with my life. But research a meme that someone harvested off the internet thanks to ru- the Russian intelligence corps. Hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Can you see him? Oops, Jesus Christ. Here he is. All right. Yeah. And anyway, but he's saying... Biden is a real Democrat. I'm going to vote for a real Democrat. And I keep asking, what does that mean? What is a real Democrat? Because Bernie, in my opinion, is the only real Democrat in this race. Where did the Democratic Party go? What's a Democrat? What is a Democrat? I keep asking, if there are any moderate Democrats or so-called Biden Democrats out there, because I have yet to meet one. I've yet to see a Biden sign, a Biden bumper sticker. 
I've yet to see any voter, every person that I know, they have all been for somebody else, not just Bernie. I know people that were like, I'm for Elizabeth Warren. I like Pete Buttigieg, believe it or not, I've had people tell me. But none of them have said, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm for Biden. But why? This has been going on. How many years does Biden have to s- insist that he wants to be the president? This is the third time. The other two times he had to drop out of the race because his, his campaign imploded. So I do believe that, yeah, it's not over yet. It may not be over. Be- tonight, even though the corporate media wants it to be over, of course, well, maybe they don't, too, because they, want, um, they do want a, a fight. They want, it's good for ratings. But we need to get Biden into a debate. And that's only fair, because Biden, what the hell does he have to offer? He is a Republican, and I I guess that's what Republicans want. I know that Rick Wilson, who's a Republican, a never-Trump Republican, they're all happy that Biden is doing so well, thanks to the corporate media collusion and uh, and other uh, dirty tricks. God knows, there's a lot of things going on that... Um, they're talking about the exit polls in um, in Mi- what, where was it in Massachusetts are not matching up with the results. How come this always happens? Before we had electronic voting machines, the exit polls were the gold standard of of understanding who was going to win the election before the votes were counted. Now they they also are used all over the world. But without, you know, other other uh, places that don't have electronic voting, since we have electronic voting machines, suddenly the exit polls no, don't match up with the actual tally. I wonder what's going on there. But Biden is a mess, and I, it's not getting any better. And I do believe it's the truth. I I believe that there's something wrong with him. And his his mental capacities have declined. I'm not an expert, but my father had Alzheimer's, and he he reminds me of my father, declining in the right before it got really bad. And his just his um, triggered, uh, just so easily triggered to anger. That's another thing. He looks he's out of it, and he'll fall back on anger when confronted. I think it looks like he's, he's going through a list of what, of possible reactions to, to different things. And then he'll settle on, um, okay, I'm going to get angry. And he's, uh, his eyes, he has it look like the glazed over. And he, I don't know, he, he has the look of Alzheimer's about him. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not an expert. All I did was, live with a person with Alzheimer's and take care of a person with Alzheimer's. I know I watched someone decline and die of Alzheimer's. So it's not pretty. And my, my speaking of, I don't mean the, the camera is not focused, but that's probably for the best. It's like Lucille Ball when Lucille Ball got older, whenever they had, if you watch MAME with Lucille Ball, Whenever they cut to Lucille Ball, it's like 
It's nothing. It's just blurred. Like they put all Vaseline on the lens. You know what I mean? But that's what they used to do in the olden days. But that's what I don't know. Something's up with this camera. It it's trying to focus, but it's getting out of focus. It doesn't matter. You don't need to see me. Oh my God. Ah, uh, yeah. So. It's not getting any better because today, so many, every, it's like, this is just the beginning, though. This is just the beginning that we're, we're going to have to endure. And by the time Twitter is done, it's, this country is not going to look the same. It's already, we're already in big trouble. And we got here thanks to neoliberalism. The neoliberal policies of the, those who are being called the real Democrats. What's a real Democrat? That's why I want to ask these people. They say, I'm voting for Biden because he's a real Democrat. What is that? What does that mean to you? Because I know what a Democrat means to me. That's somebody who stands for the New Deal. That's not somebody who sends our jobs to, um, to low-wage, wage-slave nations without regulations. That's not somebody who, who, who stands in the well of the House for decade after decade demanding to cut Social Security. That's not somebody who does whatever he can to please the, the, the banking industry that puts people in a position that makes, makes this country, the students of this country, nothing but indentured servants to banks. That's not a Democrat. If that's a Democrat, then I'm in the wrong party. And it's like what Republicans, uh, I get annoyed at Republicans because they, they, they'll say to me, oh, well, Republicans are, no, they're not the racists because Republicans Free, the, the Republican Party freed the slaves and the Democrats were the slave owners back in the day. They were the Dixiecrats. And I say, if you got to go back to 1865 to come up with some, something positive about your party, you, you need to find another party. So I'm saying to my fellow Democrats, is it time to leave the party? Because if this is the Democratic Party then I'm in the wrong party. The Democratic Party, the one I voted for, the one that has a D after my name on my voter registration card, on the one that I uh, was, uh, understand is or understood to be the party of the people, that's not, they're, that's, they're not the, Democrats aren't the ones saying, we don't want to pay for rich kids to go to college. That's not a Democrat because that's a, that's a Republican talking point. Not a Democratic talking point. Not my Democratic party. So maybe I'm in the wrong party. I don't know. What party should I be in? Or is the Democratic party redeemable at all? For God's sakes. Who's saying, uh, I don't want to listen to this. Who are you and why should I listen to you? Why don't you fuck off, Gary? How's that? Who are you and why are you on my page? And who is forcing you to listen to me? How's that, Gary Davis? Who are you and why should I listen to you? How about you get the fuck off my page? 
Okay, we'll we'll do do myself a favor and block you from the page because the, I I don't need that kind of bullshit. Who are you and what? Why should I listen to you? Who are you and why are you on my page? Get the fuck off. Go go away. I I, I love how people think that they they. they I mean, what is that's a, a comment that's necessary? Go away. Fuck you. Who are you? Who are you? Who the fuck are you? This is my page, bitch. Get the fuck off it. Who are you and why should I listen to you? Oh, well, gee, Gary, let me tell you. My name is Tara Devlin. I am a liberal Democrat. I, I ran the um, Republican Dirty Tricks Facebook page, and, um, and I used to do a lot of, they were called two-minute tirades around progressive voices. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should listen to me. Please listen to me, Gary. I don't give a shit, Gary. Fuck off. <sighs> I can't stand that shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too less uh, not nice. I'm not being nice. Who are you? And why should I listen to you? Fuck you. How about who are you? And fuck off and never come back to my page. Go start your own page, Gary. And then you can do your own show. If you don't like it, nobody's forcing you to listen. If you don't like this show, make your own fucking show. Like I, like I did. Go out every single day for the past, since 2009. Working on a fucking page. Trying to get the word out about the liberal ideas that built the middle class to begin with. Instead of going to sleep or having a vacation. You know, I was here working. Trying to do something. Trying to spread the good news about the FDR Democratic Party. The real liberals. The progressive ideas that built this bitch I mean come on who are you and why should I listen to you signed nobody signed somebody who doesn't do uh, uh, who doesn't do a goddamn thing who sits on the internet behind the perceived veil of anonymity being critical who am who is she why should I listen that's a, that's a pertinent comment. Why should you listen? Who are you? Why should you be here? Should we allow Gary to be here? What's your resume, Gary? I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't, uh, I'm, you know, we need more patrons. <laughs> yeah, we built this bitch, Gary, while you were out there doing nothing. Doing nothing for nobody. Making no fucking difference. We were here in the arena. Putting our necks in the noose. Putting our, our fucking bodies up against the barricades. What were you doing, Gary? Watching uh, Jersey Shore? Uh, being, hmm, gee. How, what should I do tonight besides nothing? What the fuck have you ever done? Gary, go build your own page, Gary. Then you can make a show all yourself, you know. But I guess you don't have the, the patience. So F off. All right, whatever. 
Yeah, um, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I don't want to. I don't deal with bullshit. I'm sorry. Where is Gary? I I, de- I deleted his comment. I re- I really wanted to just ban him. Because. I wanted to do myself that favor. That's part of having a this the uh, being an admin on the site. I own the goddamn thing. Of course, Facebook really owns it. But I can, I have the ability to say who stays and who goes. We don't allow trolls hanging around, and I don't have time for for. I, I'm just over it. Someone's douchey little tedious comment. Who are you? I don't know why. Oof, whatever. Who are you? And why should I listen to you? How, how about Baba? How about don't fucking listen to me? How about get the fuck out? Go. Go away. Listen to um, Rachel Maddow. Lawrence O'Donnell. You know, all of the your masters telling you that the best we can do is nothing. Doing, uh, doing nothing is the best we can do because we're Americans. Get up. Get up, everyone. Do it because we're American. We could do anything here except that, except what we need to do, except and guarantee health care as a right, except not allow a a generation of Americans to come out of college as indentured servants to the banks, except that, except stop endless wars. We could do anything except that. We could do anything except tax the rich. We could do anything except have the progressive policies that built the middle class, because you know what? That's too far left now in an oligarchy. When you're hanging by a precipice, you're on the precipice. You're not even, ha- are you hanging by the precipice? You're in a freaking precipice. And you're spinning, 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 and tumbling down. And that light at the end of the tunnel, that's, not, that's an oncoming train. You're, far, you're so far down. We're in Dante's fifth circle of hell. It's, and the trap door just opened, and we're plummeting down. Because on one side, we have... Twitler. On the other side, we have another Republican who I guess is better, but guess what? It is better, right? Okay, it's better to stop. But the problem is Trump is not the problem. He is a symptom. And the, the problem is everything that Joe Biden stands for for the past 40 years. And he is not an element, an agent of change. He is, he is the stopgap to fascism, but also the greased wheels of fascism. Because by the time Joe Biden's done, if we get to the other side, let's say he is elected, the next fascist who gets in there, the next Republican, because it will happen, because Joe Biden's going to get in there and people are going to be like, fuck this. I voted for change. I've been voting for change my whole goddamn life. And I've gotten nothing. And now, not only less than nothing, because before, at least, 
the middle class was over 50% of the population. Now it's less than 50%, and we keep getting worse. And there's no relief coming. And it's nothing, nothing's going to change, but all I see is the rich getting richer and nothing ever being done of, of, about fixing this goddamn democracy and bringing America into, uh, uh, to actualize the promises of the founding documents, e pluribus unum, pledging our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. What is that? That's too pie in the sky. We need more money for less people. This is what the Democratic Party stands for. That's what it seems to me. Because I keep asking Democrats, I'm a, they say, I'm a real Democrat, you know, talking about themselves. I'll vote for Joe Biden because he's a real Democrat. Well, what the F is a real Democrat nowadays? Because in my, I grew up uh, under the delusion that Democrats were people who stood for the working class, that they wouldn't sit by and give speeches to Goldman Sachs while the middle class slipped further down on the, on the ladder. Uh, they slipped another rung down. They wouldn't sit there and say, while there's a goddamn coronavirus and the American people have, there are 85 million Americans who have no health care or are underinsured, that they wouldn't sit by and say, I got a plan that keeps the for-profit racket in business, the, the racket that's killing us, that has, that has doctors without borders setting up emergency medical weekends in American towns, it's the disgusting that, um, aftermath of Reaganomics and Clintonomics staring us right in the face. And we have candidates like Joe Biden saying, um, I got a plan and my plan leaves 10 million without a goddamn thing still because this country says, I got mine. That's the best that we can do is leave millions behind. The, the, I don't know. That's not a Democrat to me. That sounds like a Republican. And when a, and when a Democrat says things like, um, you know, doing the things that we need to do are just too pie in the sky, I say, what the hell? There, this is not the Democratic Party. So we keep saying, oh, we got to push the Democratic Party left, push it left. Well, how do you push it left if the people who are standing in the way of progress will not get out of the way? They own this shit. And it's not getting any better. They learn. They don't learn anything from their mistakes. They, you know, we all thought when Twitler was elected, okay, we learned the lessons. That's part of being wise. You learn your own lessons. You don't repeat the same mistakes again and again. But the fact is, the Democratic Party, our the, the bought and paid for Democratic wing of the Democratic Party, the, the fake Democrats, the DLC Democrats, these people, they don't care if Twitler is reelected. They just don't want the middle class getting too uppity. They don't like it, just like the Republicans. They, th if, if they didn't 
really uh, feel that way, then how dare they propose policies that say, I got a solution for health care that leaves 10 million people with nothing. That's a, that's a disgrace. 10 million people with no health care? And you think that's a, that's a positive? People still going bankrupt? The for-profit health insurance racket still sucking profit from our miseries? And you think that's a fucking success? That's a Democrat? If somebody proposed that to me, I'd be like, I don't know what party I belong to because it ain't these two. Ridiculous. And Biden, um, I'm sorry. I'm sick of it. He's going to implode, and this is the problem. I, it's not even a, if it's, I mean, I wasn't going to say it's not even about his policy. Yes, it is. Of course it is. Yeah, he's better than Twitler. But let's not kid ourselves. He made Twitler possible, him and his ilk. What do they got? What do they got? They brought us Twitler. They made it possible. Not Bernie. Bernie is the one that's standing there like Cassandra yelling and nobody's listening. None of these fuckers are listening because they need their cushy jobs, their cushy paychecks. They don't want a revolution. A a, a revolution like FDR called for. They want everything the same because either way, win or lose, if Joe Biden wins, they have their cushy jobs. If Joe Biden loses, they have their cushy jobs. That's all that matters to them. They need to keep the racket going. They're not looking at this racket and saying, this shit is a racket. This is disgraceful. This is not democracy. We have to do something about this. We have to do something about a system that leaves one-third of the American people unable to retire. That's not a functioning democracy. That's, that's, not a, that's an oligarchy. This is disgraceful. How dare we sign bills and propose, propose free trade or, um, agreements that send millions of jobs overseas and then turn around and say, oopsie, but continue the same old policies. I don't get it. Oopsie. Sorry. Speaking of oopsie, sorry, Tara Jr. How does, this is what I mean, how do any um, black people, oh, he's got such support in the African-American community. Why? I'm so confused by that. Why? But then I think, I guess we get the government we deserve. We must. Because they, they want it. Thank you, sir. Can I have another? Can I have more trickle-down economics? Except by somebody who's not as a fan. I mean, who is... that? I, I don't get it. Okay, I'm babbling. I'm sorry. But let me get the cat. Get down, kid. They are the same. We keep saying, oh, Trump is uh, destroying the 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 uh, office of the presidency and Biden will bring dignity back really have you seen him when is it okay to call someone a voter to call them fat okay fat listen look fat let's do a push-up contest 
That's why I look like this and you look like sedentary. That's okay. And then today, look, this is what is going to happen. We're fucked. He went to, uh, yeah, whatever. He's going around talking to voters. And, of course, when he gets in face-to-face with these voters, they throw questions at him. And Joe Biden goes to um, anger. He's, trigger- he's quick to anger. I guess he thinks that that's, this is the new way that we run things around here. Because, yeah, he's going to bring dignity back to the office. But, yeah, he'll, um, after he calls you fat and challenges you to a push-up contest, he'll start cursing. Like, um, here's, an, here's him today. Um, oh, here we go. Somebody asked him about guns. This is another reason why Bernie is the stronger candidate. Wait, hold on. I think I have a better clip of this. That's where the audio sounds better. Let me see. Hold on. Is this it? That's the wrong one. Hold on. Um, yeah, I'll play it if I can't find the other one. But I thought I had a better one that had better... Full of shit. Because he calls the guy full of shit. Hmm... Well, in the meantime, let me play this. Here's him babbling today. The most, we have the greatest research universities in all the world, more than any than the rest of the world combined. We have the most productive workers in the world, three times productive workers in the nation. We find ourselves in a position where we have people in the United States of America. Look, they always say Biden dismisses China. I don't do anything dismiss China. But if we invest in ourselves, China will not be, as they say, the most skilled town I come from and climb on Delaware, not a patch on our genes. What? China? I know it's hard to hear. Right. Look, they always say Biden dismisses Biden China. Biden dismisses I China. Dismiss I don't China. dismiss China. But if we invest in ourselves, China will not be, as they say, the most skilled town I come from and climb on Delaware, not a In the steel town we come, I come from, they say in Delaware... Not a patch on our genes. What the fuck is he talking about? Um, he's a mess. Oh, here's another. Wait, hold on. I'll just play that other guy. The the one he's he where he calls. He says the guy. He tells the guy he's full of shit. So the right-wingers were going nuts because he confused AR-15 with AR-14. Who cares? That means nothing. But what's more concerning, of course, yes, there's a guy that is so concerned about keeping his assault rifles. It's ridiculous. And they're, obviously they're uh, full of sh- they are full of shit themselves. But I'm not running for president. But here's the presidential candidate... He, this guy asks Biden 
about taking our gu- our guns. Uh, you said you're going to take our guns. And he did say that, and I have the clip be- that this guy is referring to. And instead of speaking to this guy, he constantly gets into arguments with voters. Not only does he tell them not to vote for him, oh, you should vote for Trump, you should vote for Trump. He yells at them, curses at them, challenges them to push-up contests. He didn't challenge this guy because he's probably fitter than Biden at this point. But he's, uh, he, he's pointing his finger in the guy's face, which is completely rude. And this is what we're... We're supposed to be trading one dementia-riddled moron for stability. We want to go back to the good old days of 2015 when everything was wonderful and the Republican Party was, uh, the, were, was still fascist and the Democratic Party was, what, peddling Republican policies. I mean, it's, I don't know. This is why Joe Biden's going to lose, I believe. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. And the, then his handler or whatever goes, um, 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 and she's like, he's like, what did he say? Shush, shush. That's what he says. Shush, shush. I support. This is another thing that drives me insane. Oh, no, these are the Democrats. I support the Second Amendment, he says. They all have to walk around. Instead of doing what needs to be done, I support the Second Amendment. Yeah, I support the Second Amendment. Just be yourself. They criticize Bernie, but they're not themselves. You see what I'm saying? They are whatever they think they need to be to whoever they're talking to. Bernie, on the other hand, yeah, he got a D-minus rating from the NRA, but they'll eviscerate him for that. But in reality, that's why Bernie can build that left-right coalition that these fake Democrats insist they build by peddling Republican policies. So Joe Biden, instead of, when he's talking to Lawrence O'Donnell or or so-called liberals, he's talking about how much he's going to take guns from people. You goddamn right. You betcha. Bingo. No, that's what he said. Bingo. Um, because he was asked, actually, I'll play that video. Are you going to take people's guns? Bingo! Buy an assault weapon that has multiple rounds, or buy an assault weapon that has a hundred rounds, even though it may not, you can't point to the fact that it, in fact, had stopped it before. Do you want more of them on the street? Do we want to do that? So to, to, to oh, gun owners boy. out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Look, the Second Amendment doesn't say you can't restrict the kinds of weapons people can own. So that's what they're talking about. On This is the video that man is talking about. Bingo. You're going to take people's guns? Bingo. Whatever. I don't care. Take them all. That's why I don't care. But I see where Bernie can actually build that left-right coalition. That's why he's trusted. He 
is not bought by this by the uh, big money interest. And then when these repo- these fake Dems who contact me saying, "Oh, I'm voting for Biden because he's a real Dem," and Bernie is not a real Dem. And they say, oh, Bernie is, um, he is being supported by Russia. Well, who's really being supported by Russia when you have Joe Biden, who is peddling Republican policies, the same policies of the party that is receiving money funneled through, uh, receiving money from the Russian oligarchy laundered through the NRA. So, I don't know, Tell, if they're so offended by Russia, they say, they say Bernie is some kind of Russian plant, then they should be offended by Joe Biden because he's literally advancing the Republican agenda, the same Republican Party that is funded by the NRA, that gets money from Russian oligarchs. So, I mean, it's like... The bizarro world, the the snake eating its own tail. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's um, this rabbit hole that we're in. It gets deeper and deeper. And we're not getting out anytime soon because the corporate media establishment, I, I'm glad that they're so happy that Biden will be the nominee at this point. As it looks that way. Of course, I'm not giving up hope 100% because he, he might just implode. Between now and who knows what will happen at the debate. But so fingers crossed, frankly, that he he puts his foot in his mouth as he always does on every other occasion when he ran for president. where He was plagiarizing and had to get out of the race because he was stealing people's speeches as his own as and something that he did again. He took climate the climate change plan of some of another of a of a company or of a um, of an organization and put it on his website as his own this is what he does because he doesn't give a shit do you think that he really sat down with his team and said let's come up with a with a great climate change plan no because that's what you do when you don't give a crap you copy and paste it from somebody else's site just to shut people up here, here, here's your stupid climate change plan. He, what does he have? All of the above. When Earth is on the verge of, uh, of a climate, of, of the point of no return, and let's do all of the above because we can't offend the billionaire benefactors who fund this government. So, oh, we're not going to overthrow capitalism. We're not going to throw capitalism out, Bloomberg says. Yeah, because capitalism is so fabulous. Because capitalism without regulation, you see what it's gotten us. It's taken us to a point where Australia is on fire and the Arctic is melting in the ocean. And Joe Biden, you you just need incremental change. Just a little. You know, the... The middle class is 50, is below 50% of the population. So, you know, let's tick it up a little bit. Maybe 50 point, maybe 49.5. You know what I mean? A little incremental. It doesn't matter that you're falling like a rock. But it's only time. We can do anything here in the United States. We're Americans. Rah, rah, rah. Let's, we could do it anything. We could do anything except what we need to be done because we can't do what needs to be done because they got to get paid. The DNC, the DLC DNCers got to get paid. 
That's what matters. Obviously, the unholy dollar. It's only what matters in this country. Greed. It doesn't matter. 10 million people have no health care. Fuck them. If they, didn't, if they don't like it, pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get a job at the DNC. Become a politician. A real democratic politician fighting for the people. You know, but fuck those people that got nothing. Because that's the American way. I got mine. <sighs> Fucking Jesus Christ. And here's another clip. And for folks in the working class that are below 400, they will, in fact, will increase their, their premiums. The public option will be available in my plan. We'll make sure it's not quality. We'll make sure it's only affordable. What the fuck did he just say? Let's play that again. And for folks in the working class that are below 400, they will, in fact, will increase their, their premiums. Okay, the so folks in the working class that are below 400, they will increase their premiums. What? Below 400 what? 400 brain cells? 400 nerves? Last nerves to get on? What? 400 wishes on, on a star? 400 pandering plutocrats in a wine cave? 400 what? Less than 400? The public option will be available in my plan. The public option will be available in my plan. Except it still leaves millions out, but oh, fuck those millions. Millions, millions. They're just people. We'll make sure it's not... We'll make, sure we'll make sure it's not quality. Only affordable. It's only affordable. And for folks in the working class that are below 400, they will, in fact, will increase their, their premiums. The public option will be available in my plan. We'll make sure it's not quality. We'll make sure it's only affordable. Okay, so on the chat, Stephen Lee says, Tara Devlin, all you're doing is creating an advertisement for the Republican Party to their advantage. Okay, really? I'm doing this. Not the DNC. They're not doing this. They're not the ones that pushing this, this clearly weak candidate onto the, uh, uh, as the president the the uh, into the nomination process as the our candidate they're not the ones that put this fucking guy in front of us and said take it or leave it it's not me <laughs> maybe the chat room is run by the kremlin okay if that's what you think i know you're kidding jim And that's another reason why it's ridiculous. This country is swirling around the, the bowl because you can't, you can't criticize exactly what's wrong without being accused of being some kind of Russian plant. It's not the Russians. Yeah, the Russians have, they, they have their fingers in the pie over here. They are infesting our public discourse. They are causing dissension. They like when Americans are fighting amongst each other. But why are they fighting? Why are we fighting amongst each other? Is it because of me pointing out the truth? The fact is, I didn't create the 
the United States as the uh, to go from in 30 years from the most to the least upwardly mobile. That wasn't me. I didn't support those policies. I've been voting for Democrats my entire life. But I voted for the Democrats who promised the, uh, you know, um, to be the champions of the people. They all run as liberals. They run as progressives. Even now, Joe Biden is saying, I'm the most progressive in the race. I'm the most progressive. I've been say- they've been calling me for years the most progressive candidate, which is a lie. So is it me? Pointing out, oh, yes, I'm making an ad for the, Demo- for the Republican Party. Honey, they don't need me to make these ads. These ads make themselves. The Democratic National Committee made these ads for the Republicans. They're already doing it. You think they're going to have problems finding the clips of Joe Biden babbling like an idiot? They're already putting these ads together on Facebook of Joe Biden's clear uh, cognitive decline. That's one of the angles they're going for. And is, is is that okay? Is that me that's doing this? I'm helping them? They don't need my help. The Democratic Party is doing it for them. They're the ones. For God's sakes. I'm not the ones. I, did I tell Joe Biden to get up there and babble? And say nonsensical things and to, to point his finger at people and call and say they're full of shit and lie? How about this? Uh, let's assume, uh, and I've asked other candidates this kind of question, veto question. Let's flash forward. Your president, Bernie Sanders, is still active in the Senate. He manages to get Medicare for all through the Senate in some compromised version, the Elizabeth Warren version or, or other version. Nancy Pelosi gets a version of it through the House of Representatives. It comes to your desk. Do you veto it? I would veto anything that delays providing the security and the certainty of health care being available now. And what does that mean? So right now, 85 million Americans have—well, it's 45 have nothing, and then the, the, the rest have— are underinsured, people who can't go to the doctor because they can't afford it or their insurance is shit. So he, he's so concerned about— he wants to veto. This is what he's saying. I'm, I will veto Medicare for all because other people might be left out now. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, I'm not the one that said that. He said that. So what do you think that says to the insurance racket? Of course, the insurance racketeers are celebrating because their stocks are through the roof. I'm not the one that put their stocks through the roof. You think if this is a winning ticket, then let's then defend it defend it take it to the bank and defend it yes i always said from the from the jump uh, just like i voted for hillary i will vote for this fucking uh, adult old man but unfortunately i have to tell you the um it's really uh, talking about hold my nose i didn't have to hold my nose to vote for hillary believe it or not I was proud to vote for a woman to be the first female presidential candidate or president. But this guy will be a true 
holding my nose moment for this fucking guy. That's for sure. Because what does he stand for? At least Hillary tried. You know, when she launched her campaign, she launched it at the FDR Four Freedoms Park here in Queens, where uh, there's a big statue of FDR, and it talks about the four, the four freedoms that FDR talked about. Freedom from want, freedom from fear, freedom from... Oh, what was the four freedoms? Worship, freedom of worship, four freedoms... I don't want to mangle it, as I will. Freedom of speech, worship, want, and fear. That's it, yes. So, she did those symbolic gestures to the the New Deal. And we know that, and I also appreciated her when she gave her speech at the, um, when she accepted the nomination at the Democratic Convention, I thought she gave a really great progressive speech. And you know what? Um, she's not in cognitive decline. That's, it's, it's clear. I mean, for all that you can criticize Hillary for, she at least, I, I appreciated that she wore white at her, at the, to accept the nomination. That was, a, that was a nod to the suffragettes who had given their lives so a woman had the right to vote. So women everywhere in the United States. And that said to me, she has a historical context. She understands her place in history and the historical context of, of women and how, the, how we have fought, how long we have fought and how far we've come and how far we've yet to go. And I also appreciate how she did um, want everyone to have health care. That was her ambition back in the day. So that at least, you know what, I wasn't um, afraid that Hillary couldn't take that 3 a.m. phone call because she was sundowning. You know what I mean? Joe Biden, on the other hand, what, what does he stand for? He is not Hillary, unfortunately. Uh, in many ways, Hillary is a better candidate, and she—I uh, mean, Joe Biden is there. The only thing I don't even see what he has going for him. Everything about him, it, because he has a D after his name, he's trying to pretend to be liberal, I guess. Um, he is a—he's a liar. There is a long history of him lying, and advocating cutting social security i mean the other the thing that really is repugnant about him is that he is he also not like hillary though i don't remember hillary i mean the thing that pissed me off about hillary was her giving those speeches to goldman sachs that really annoyed me i don't i did not appreciate that and i also think that she should have known better knowing that she was going to run for president she knew that she was going to run why would she give these speeches it's not like she needed the money you know what i mean and it also is very suspicious like harry truman said you can't get rich in public service unless you're a crook so i think about how did hillary make her money you know like they and it's also it's sort of like how elizabeth warren made her money they she made money giving speeches so and what are they speaking about when you and the the suspicious um, texts 
that she wouldn't release the text of these speeches. You know what I mean? So that was really suspicious. And but you know that's how Elizabeth Warren made her money. She made, she well you know how she made her money. Now I'm wrong about that. Elizabeth Warren made money by being a consultant on legal cases. That's how she made money. She was one of these expert witnesses that they would bring in to during a, um, a court case. So anyway, as far as Joe Biden, the thing that really gets me uh, concerned and also is, it's just he's he's shameless. He has a long history of being on the wrong side of every Democratic fight. For years, it's, uh, we've been fighting Joe Biden. How did Elizabeth Warren start her political career? She started it going in opposition to Joe Biden, right? Remember that? I'm try- I should have got this ready. Elizabeth Warren... Joe Biden, she wrote a a long article against Joe Biden, fighting Joe Biden's, let me see, the bankruptcy bill. Elizabeth Warren, uh, right? Am I wrong there? Bankruptcy. Yes, that's it. The 20-year argument between Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren over bankruptcy. This was from Vox. Elizabeth Warren was the first Democratic 2020 hopeful to take a direct swing at former Vice President Joe Biden since he got into the race, accusing him of being on the side of the credit companies in a fight that launched her political career a decade ago. Warren's quarrel with Biden isn't personal. It's about a 2005 bankruptcy bill, which he supported as a senator. Warren opposed the bill so vehemently that its passage inspired her transition from a Harvard bankruptcy law professor who studied middle-class economics to a senator and now a presidential hopeful. This was an article written a few months ago. I got in the fight because families just didn't have anyone and Joe Biden was on the side of the credit card companies, Warren said after an April rally. It's all a matter of public record. The bill made it harder for individuals to file for bankruptcy and get out of debt. A legal charge, a legal change, sorry, that credit card companies and many retailers had championed for years. The bill passed Congress with large majorities, you know, because that's who they work for. They dance with the ones who brought them there. They're not dancing with us. They're fucking us. They are reaming us to the wall. And they're not even kissing us first, friends. They are working for the ones who own them. Who works for us? That's how we know this, this, this country went from the most to the least upwardly no- mobile. Not because why? We all suck. The American people suck. We just can't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Or is it that the game is rigged? It's rigged by the political insiders who do nothing but the bidding of the big moneyed interests. This is the, we're living in the new gilded age. And yeah, it's uh, not okay. It's 
we need change. We need to get money out of politics. We need to reform the system. It has to happen. So don't tell me Joe Biden's like, oh, uh, I'm not going to sign any bill that uh, will leave people out, will leave people out now. Are you kidding me? When his plan, the plan that he is lying about to um, Lawrence O'Donnell leaves 10 million out. He says it right there. He thinks that's okay. When did it become okay to leave 10 million Americans on the battlefield? When did that become okay? I know that's fine with Republicans. When did Democrats start doing that and thinking that's okay? Making excuses for that. We shouldn't make excuses for this. We should be fighting this. This is where the when we, when we talk about resist, what the f- what the f are we resisting? If we're going along with this scam, with the senator from MDMA or MBMA, whatever those, you know what I mean? Why? How? How? Resist? What a joke! We all say resist. Hashtag resist. I drink from my resist cup. We, we post resist, resistance. Join the resistance. Well, what are we resisting? If we're so easily led to our own destruction again and again and again, resist. Give me a break. You think Joe Biden is fr- afraid? If he was afraid for his political career... He would sign a Medicare for All bill. But they know they own the mechanisms of power. They own the media. They own all of the, uh, they own it. They own it. The systems, the halls of power are bought. They're all, they own it. There's a reason why every autocrat takes over the media. The first thing they do, they take over the media. Because it works. Propaganda works. And they have the corporate media beating the drum against any real change as too far left, too pie in the sky. Can't afford it. Can't, uh, we can't afford it? Frankly, we can't afford not to do it. You're talking about the trillions of dollars in uh, health care. What about the trillions that we pay for now? But that, the difference is the trillions we pay go into the pockets of the plutocrats, and that's okay. It doesn't matter. Rather than the trillions that we would pay to actually help people, that's not an investment they want to make. They want to make money, Jack. They don't care if you die, if you're unhealthy, and you need medical care, and you can't afford it, do us all a favor and die. That is the message. You're not worthy of consideration. You don't matter. You don't have a voice here. You're politically unconnected. You're powerless. Oh, well. You know, wear a pink scarf. Drink your resistance out of your resistance mug while they laugh. They got health care. They got retirement. They do this, you know, like uh, Bloomberg. He's doing this for fun. Shits and giggles. 
Well, they tell you over and over, it's nothing. Oh, we can't do it. You don't hear any mention, though, of the fact that the United States is the least upwardly mobile. How did we get from most to least in 30 years? That's not the conversation you hear on and on and on on the corporate media, on MSNBC. You don't hear that. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about the how the slice of the pie is. They talk about... They talk about the donor class, what the donor class is going to do and what what they think instead of saying, what the F is a a democracy doing with a donor class? Is this a democracy if it has a donor class? And they should say, well, no wonder we are living in a country that is now the working class is now the working poor and the middle class is is less than half of the population for the first time since the gilded age the first gilded age so why is that okay why isn't that on a loop instead of oh two pie in the sky two pie in the sky you can't do it you can't do what every other country can do. You can't have a system that works for all. It's just too far left. And we don't want to be like Cuba after all. Never mind, we don't want to be like France, England, Germany, Sweden, uh, the Netherlands, the uh, uh, on and on. Luxembourg, New Zealand, Australia. We don't want to be like them either. Greenland, Iceland. Canada, Mexico, uh, yeah, I said Australia, Argentina, Dominican Republic. Just not like Cuba. Even though Cuba actually has a better health system where people don't, they have a higher life expectancy. Am I wrong there? I heard that recently Cuba life expectancy was higher. Let me see. Or maybe it's infant mortality. I'm looking it up. Because here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, it would make sense that the, um, that the life, ex- the, well, not just the life expectancy, that the in- infant mortality rate would be low because we have so many poor people here who don't go to a doctor. And it's not just the poor. It's because if you're really poor, you get Medicaid. It's those who are the working poor. Instead of corporate media and Joe Biden going on saying, what? Why do, I, why do we have this thing called the working poor? Isn't that a disgrace? What's wrong with us? You think they're talking about that in the wine cave? Instead of having that kind of conversation on MSNBC, they're talking about Medicare for all. Oh, well, who needs Medicare for all when you can have Medicare for some and a big, big fat paycheck for others, for the few? It's vile. And the thing that really pisses me off, so as we were talking about, yes, with Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren, that's which I hope that Elizabeth Warren does the right thing and endorses Bernie Sanders. If she doesn't, she's, she has lost her cred completely in my eyes and in the eyes of the progressive movement. She's just, 
she has really disappointed this entire election cycle and it's dis- it's disgusting but whatever putting that on the shelf uh the other thing that really gets me concerned is well joe biden is the complete shamelessness of biden that i don't know if you guys you might not know you might you probably all know that his wife and daughter died in a car accident and yeah that's horrible and um but i'm not sure if you if everybody knows that for years he's been saying that his wife and daughter were killed by a drunk driver that's not true this is how disgusting it is he what happened is apparently according to the police report is um unfortunately and sadly it was joe biden's wife who ran a stop sign she either ran a stop sign or or a red light now that i'm thinking about it and she according to the police report went into oncoming traffic and there was this head-on collision where she unfortunately died and so did joe biden's daughter and this man now for years biden's been going around saying that his wife was killed by a drunk driver because that's make it makes a better story and i'm I'm trying to look it up hold on it's really kind of gross though so much that so much so that the family of the man who died also died in this horrible accident have begged biden to stop saying that the father was drunk because it's not true it's simply not true let me see There was an article called Joe Biden, not a socialist, just a scoundrel in the National Review. He's a, by Kevin Williamson. He's a vicious partisan, a coward, and a habitual liar. Poor Bernie Sanders, the youth vote fails to show up for him. The youth vote always fails to show up. It will break your heart every time. You ain't kidding. Senator Sanders didn't lose to Joe Biden. He lost to Tinder, Weed, and The Resident. The kids were doing themselves a favor. Young people have more of a future for Senator Sanders and his coterie of socialist dingbat malefactors of room. This is from the, let's uh, remember, it's from the National Review. Arising from the tumult triumphant was the dotty figure of Joe Biden. Biden and Sanders vying for the Democratic nomination. Michael Bloomberg, perhaps at least dreaming idly of a third-party run. As of today, the youngest man with a realistic shot of winning, blah, 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 is Donald Trump, 73 years of age. What can we say for Joe Biden? For one thing, he's not a socialist. What is he? He's a vicious, self-serving political hack, for one thing whose ambition leads him from time to time into shocking indecency. You may have heard that Biden lost his wife and daughter in a horrifying drunk driving wreck, the fault of a monster of a man who irresponsibly drank his lunch, as Biden puts it. It never happened. 
Biden's wife and daughter did, in fact, die in a car wreck. That is true. It is not true, though, that the driver of the other car was drunk or that he had been drinking or that there was any reason to believe he was drunk or had been drinking or even that he was at fault. The late Mrs. Biden drove, this is quote-unquote, according to the police report, drove into the path of the tractor-trailer, the police report says. But Biden, like every other third-rate ward healer of his ilk, thinks and speaks only in terms of good guys and bad guys, white hats and black hats, and if something bad happens to good people, then it must be because somebody in a black, ha- black hat did something nefarious. The driver of that truck went, into, went to his grave haunted by Biden's lies, to the point where his children were forced to beg the vice president to stop defaming their father. The, ca- the casual cruelty with which Biden is willing to subordinate the lives of ordinary people to his political ambitions for the sake of a petty tearjerker in one of his occasionally plagiarized stump speeches is remarkable. But that's Joe Biden, just a regular guy from Scranton who takes the train to work with a 20-man security detail swarming the platform at every stop and the aisles roped off to separate him from the riffraff, as I have seen firsthand, whose kids ended up growing up vastly wealthy from unpredictable business opportunities to which they had no special claim beyond their proximity to political power. Biden was protected by the Democratic political machine and then by the Senate seniority. Later, he was protected by the Obama administration and the protectors of the Obama administration. And so he continues doing the same things he's always done. Some of you may remember that Biden, who got into trouble for plagiarism back in the 80s when I was in the eighth grade, says the writer, and who already was running for president back then, was pillaging Margaret Thatcher's speeches and Neil Kinnock's too. Not that anybody remembers him to flesh out one of his own orations. That was embarrassing. What is embarrassing is that he's still doing it. As the Washington Post reports with his campaign stealing material for advocacy groups and presenting it as the words and the work of his campaign. That is a pattern a man who can lightly misrepresent the circumstances surrounding the death of his wife and infant daughter is liable to be just as cavalier when it comes to, say, slavery or telling a largely black audience that Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, wants to put you all back in chains. Oh, yeah, y'all, that y'all. Cynical doesn't begin to cover it. One of, the first, one of the worst features of our political life is the ugly and dishonest fights we have over Supreme Court nominations, a habit that can be laid squarely at the feet of Joe Biden, who, along with Ted Kennedy, that pillar of human decency, organized one of the worst smear campaigns in American political history against Robert Bork. Okay, now, um, obviously, this is written by a conservative. Robert Bork got what he deserved, but he's talking about, you know, from his perspective. 
Okay, what he's saying is the well, his crime against humanity was taking the extremist position that the Constitution actually says what uh, rather wait wait says what it says rather than what anybody with power wishes it would say. Of course, Bo- that's there's a little bit more nuance to that argument. Obviously, these Robert Bork uh, conservatives, Robert Bork. There were many many problems with Robert Bork. It wasn't just that he was. Uh, a right-wing freak and uh, interpreted the constitution in fact i i'm glad that joe biden if that's what he did went after robert bork and the democratic party stood up to that but it was because the american people stood up and said we we're not going to take this fucking guy there were many problems with robert bork um which i won't get into right now because i'm reading this We'll get into it if we want. That can go off in a different tangent. So, all right. um, Let me get back to this. The Constitution, to amend the Constitution, rather than having nine wizards in black robes. I thought he was going to talk about um, Clarence Thomas. That's what I thought. Okay, don't like the way Merrick Garland was treated. Mitch McConnell didn't start that game. Okay, that's bullshit, but we know. This is from a conservative. This is what they say. Merrick Garland... Don't like the way Merrick Garland was cheated. Mitch McConnell didn't start that game. Yes, he did. But whatever. The point is the same. This guy says he is a liar, a corrupter of institutions, but he's not a socialist. I'll give him that. That's the only thing. Really, it's really the only argument that they have against against Bernie. That's what they would run. He's he's a socialist. Okay. But Bernie would be able to get over that, frankly. And whereas Joe Biden has a very long laundry list of, of, of offenses, not just on the Republican side, it's, they can attack him and they are attacking him and will attack him for all of it. And then on the left, they're going to attack him. They, they will attack him from the left. They're going to attack him. I'm talking about Republicans. They will have the moral high ground, believe it or not, against Joe Biden when it comes to NAFTA and CAFTA and the permanent normal trade relations with China. They will eviscerate him for that. Joe Biden fought for policies that sent millions of American jobs overseas. It's, it's unbelievable when you think about it, that they will attack Joe Biden from his left, and Trump will do that. He, he, even though he's a liar, we understand that. Trump will position himself as the cleaning up the swamp, and Joe Biden is the swamp. That's how they're going to run it. He's the swamp. He's bought. Look at what he did. Hunter Biden giving his son a cushy job. It wouldn't have happened unless... His his uh, unless his father was vice president, of course, it's the corruption that Joe Biden has benefited from his entire life. His family's benefit, of course, Twitler's family is benefiting and has benefited and will benefit from the their own corruption. But he will position himself as cleaning up the swamp. And Joe Biden is the swamp. That's the way they're going to run it. And it's not me. They're going to, oh, look, when they say, you know, as uh, Stephen said, 
uh, they could uh, just take your clip here and make an ad. Republic's going to make an ad out of this. No, they don't need my help. My God. There's many, many ads to be made. They can attack him from the left and attack him from the right. When they're going to say, Joe Biden is against the Second Amendment, and they're going to run that clip. You say you're going to take people's guns. Bingo. That's all they got to do. Cut it there. And of course, he qualified it if they are assault weapons, but they're not going to put that part in. Bingo. And then one... I didn't finish that other clip. What's really annoying is that... What? Oh, my God. It's so tedious. The way Joe Biden... This is what all Democrats do. All these fake Democrats. They say they got to pretend, you know. It's like John Kerry walking around with a rifle and, and Dukakis riding around in a tank. They look like idiots. they got to pretend they're out there. They're, I'm a hunter. I love killing things like any any red-blooded American man. I love murder and killing and death and protecting my family from uh, the boogeyman under my bed. This is what he was I know it's hard to hear. I know there's a lot of noise. Let me see. This, if I got the better one here. They're both I'm not suck. Your gun away at all. Here we go. It's a little better. It's a little better, the audio. It's very noisy, I know. Look at this. This is what annoys me. Listen, if I if we can't hear it, I'll I'll repeat what he says. I support the Second Amendment, he says. Okay, I support the Second Amendment. Just like if you yell fire, that's free speech. I understand the point he's trying to make. Of course, there's limits. Every amendment, you have limits. You have the right to free speech, but you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. This is what he's telling this guy. I have a shotgun. I have a 20-gauge. Fuck you. I hate that. Pandering. I got a shotgun. I got a 20 gauge. I, I'm a hunter. My sons are hunters. This is what he says. We all like killing and death and murdering things. Of course we do. We love sitting there and stroking our guns and making, uh, pretending and getting scared that someone's going to come knock on our door and we're going to shoot them. Because we live in the United States of Serfs and Lords. Like, who's coming up their fucking door? Oh my God! I got a 12 gauge. My son's hunt. No, we won't ever have a candidate that says no. I don't like hunting. I don't like guns. I don't like shooting things and making things dead. That's not how I I spend my free time. You may good go for it. Find a better hobby, in my opinion. Do something productive. You want to shoot something? Go take a picture. Hunting? What are you hunting? You like making things dead for fun? What's wrong with you? That's what I would say, but th these Democrats, these fake-ass Democrats, they got to pander. Don't worry about life, protecting life. We, you know, we're all about life, but we live in the tiny, fearful, scared world. 
where you gotta pretend and be be afraid that someone's knocking on your door. I love it. I love making things dead. That's the American way. We're we're all running up on you. Who the hell is who are they protecting themselves from? Do you know what they're what they're protecting each other from, or so they think? From brown people. That's what it is. You know when you live in a divided country, the least upwardly mobile with a fifth with a with a working class, the middle class is less than fifty percent. Everyone's living on a on a on the edge, and they have uh, uh, they have you at each other's throats, where you're taught again and again, and there's propaganda channels, uh, right wing propaganda channels, tuned in on every gas station, telling these these fearful tiny little men who like making things dead that. There's uh, the brown people. Everybody's out of control. They're coming to take what you want, take what you got. I mean, and then you got to have these damned fake Democrats buying into it instead of saying no. Why do you need a gun? We have a police force. Am I still on? What happened? Come on. Ugh, hold on. Eh, the camera went black. <sighs> I think I'm back. Am I back? That happened once before. Mmm. We're still going, right? We're still going? Let me see what's going on. I gotta check. La la dee doo doo doo. Do you guys still hear me? The camera went black for a second. And everything went everything went black in my earphones, my headphones. Hmm. What is going on? Okay, I think it's going. Yes, okay, we're back. Wonderful, wonderful. La da dee. Yeah, what was I saying? Yeah. What, what is this shit? That's what I was saying. Why, why do I gotta be like, I like it. I like death. Like the next motherfucker. You know, the United States of serfs and lords. We love, we love death. We're so afraid of each other. Now, if we had a functioning civilization, of course, yes. People like to hunt, I guess. I don't know why. They like making things dead. Whatever. Get a real hobby. But, hey. Whatever. It's, we live in a brutal society. It's ridiculous. But why these Democrats, these fake-ass Democrats, got to be like, oh, I love it. I love hunting. I, lo I got an eight. What did you say? I have a shotgun. I got a 20-gauge, a 12-gauge. Wait, 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 wait. Your AR-14s are... Okay, this is not okay. Hold on, hold on. Hey, let's get... There's a lot of guys. A lot of guys wanting... Come on, man. I'm not worried. Thanks, Tom. Give me a break, man
Wait, 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 wait. too much, I know. We all know Trump uh, has been messing around in the Ukraine over there, holding their foreign aid for for them to come up, saying they're going to investigate you. We know God help done. us. Oh, my God. And he's he's uh, no backbone. You know that. Unbelievable. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there. I'm just looking at the Huffington Post. Bur Biden blowout. He had no experience. Three for three. Bernie finished? Question mark. In order to. No, 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 honey. It's not Bernie that's finished. It's. It's us. I can't wait. I can't wait till. To 26. You're a damn liar. I I am not sedentary. I get up. Unbelievable. His, First of all, this is uh, a couple of years ago, Biden. Uh, the idea that w repeat the last part of the question, please. So she's asking if. Um, a ban goes into effect on certain kinds of weapons and high-capacity magazines. And what's your name? Um, her, Kate. Kate, if you want to protect yourself, get a double-barrel shotgun, have the shells of 12-gauge shotgun, and I promise you, as I told my wife, we live in an area that's wooded and somewhat secluded. I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here or walk out Put that double-barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. I promise you, who's ever coming in is not going to... You don't need an AR-15. It's harder to aim. It's harder to use. And, in fact, you don't need 30 rounds. Can you believe this? What? Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. Oh, God. Guys, I don't know. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the mainstream media fucked us, obviously. And we have, I, th I think so, that many of the rank and file, the, the low information Democratic voters, they really don't know, they're, they're not paying attention. And maybe they think it's normal to have a country where representatives are having secret meetings with billionaires in wine caves and they think it's normal. They, they think that they're the middle class when they're not. They, every single person that you know, that I know, we all have a story. Everybody has a story or we know somebody that has a story about dealing with the insurance racket. Healthcare, being denied health care, not being able to afford health care, living uh, or listening to get or getting sick and having to deal with 
the collection agencies calling. We all have stories like this, but we also have been lulled into a sense of learned helplessness by the incessant corporate media drumbeat that, you know, that's capitalism. We're capitalists. Look at us. We're, if anybody here can be anything they want, just pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. Not understanding that the time in history that they're all pining for was brought to us by democratic socialism, New Deal policies that made the middle class possible, that built the goddamn middle class. That was the envy of the world. And the reason that the middle class is now less than 50% is because of Republicans and their Democratic wine cave colluders, the enablers, peddling Republican, kiss-up, kick-down, neoliberal corporate policies that destroyed the middle class. There is a reason why 30 years ago, the top employer in the United States was GM, a decent manufacturing job, a union job, that people would have benefits, retirement security. They made a living wage. They started there. They started there at thirty-five dollars an hour. Now people who start there, they start at fifteen an hour. That was part of when Obama rescued the auto industry, was because he, that that was part of the contract. That the older generation, the ones who have been there, they get to keep their $35 and up. But the new people coming on board had to start at 15 an hour. And, and that supposedly doesn't, of course, that doesn't make any sense. That why the United States, the middle class, is now 50, less than 50% of the population. And why the wants and needs of working people have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy. And that's okay. And these so-called Democrats, they think that's fine with them. They're, they want... I don't know what the fuck they want. Frankly, I want to get out of here. I want I, somebody, if there is someone listening to this show who lives in Ireland I can get my Irish citizenship and I don't know maybe you'd like to uh, get me the fuck out of here I'll, uh, I'll move in maybe we can fall in love I'll marry you and we'll get out of here I can't handle it I'm supposed to live the rest of my life in this, sh- this shithole this country where we're working what this gig economy that's good enough but you see the boomers who uh who love joe biden the boomers they got the new deal they're the benefits of the new deal the new deal that boomer joe biden dismantled that he helped dismantle his spending you think that twitler isn't going to dig up those they don't have to dig them up too far there are many of them many clips of joe biden advocating cutting social security you know the most liberal man in the senate that's what he says oh i'm the most liberal which of course got a political facts false rating many of of my fellow democrats say i'm the most liberal I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. 
I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans' benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. In and the I government. Tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it the third time, and I tried it the fourth time. Oh, yeah, I know you won't give up because you got yours. And that's what a Democrat does, right? They A Democrat dismantles Social Security. That's what they do, right? Instead of lifting the cap, instead of raising the cap and raising and expanding Social Security, that's what a Democrat does. But don't worry, Boomer. You got yours, right, Boomer? And as you vote to fuck the future generations because we don't need incremental change. That's change we can believe in, right? That's what we need. Oh, change we can believe in. Like the fantasy, like the, like the tooth fairy. Senator, we have a deficit. We have Social Security and Medicare looming. The number of people on Social Security and Medicare is now... You gotta cut it, cut it. It's gonna be 80 million in 15 years. Would you consider looking at those programs Age of eligibility. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Cut it. Nobody cares. Let them cut it. I mean, no, it's one of the things that boomers, they'll be dead. Political advisors say to me is, whoa, don't touch that third. Whoa, don't touch that third rail, Joe. Oh, thank God Joe's willing to cut Social Security. We have to do. You and I were talking about Bob Dole earlier. I was junior guy in the meeting with Bob Dole, George Mitchell, when we put Social Security in the right path for 60 years. I'll never forget what Bob Dole said. After we reached an agreement about gradually raising the retirement age, et cetera, he said, look, here's the deal. We all put our foot in the boat one at a time. And he kidded me. He stepped like he was stepping into a boat. And we all make the following deal. If any one of the challengers running against incumbent Democrat or Republicans attacks us on this point, we'll all stay together. That's the kind of leadership that is needed. Do you believe Social this Security's shit? You see what he's saying? Social Security in the right path. He's saying all we rich powerful white men we better we, we better take an oath now to each other when we cut social security we're going to fight this together we're in this together blood brothers the rich white powerful men who were sent to Washington not to cut social security we were sent as representatives of the dumbasses who sent us here while we're having secret meetings in the wine cave but we'll, let's be blood brothers let's we're gonna die on this hill together or we're gonna charge forward and cut social security that's what he's saying not that they're gonna get together and band together and stop the decline of the american middle class not that we're going to get together and ensure that the estate tax is stays entrenched so we don't have an, an intergenerational aristocracy. Not that we are going to ensure that we have progressive taxation and a high top marginal tax rate. We're going to die on this hill of cutting Social Security, of kicking down on seniors and dis on the disabled. The powerless and the politically unconnected because we're in this together. Straight, white, old men of power. That's what we were sent here to do. Not by our stupid constituents. We were sent here by 
by by our billionaire benefactors and they're not rich enough because unless some old old person is is choosing between they're cutting their medicine in half and rent i'm not doing my job we got to stick together straight white old men of power what are we doing we got to make this pact see how strong i am 60 years i'll never forget what bob dole said after we reached an agreement about gradually raising the retirement age etc fuck you said, look here's the deal we all put our... F- you hear that? You, after we reached an agreement about gradually raising the retirement age, because that's what you want to be doing. You want to be driving your Uber when you're 78 years old. Never forget what Bob Dole said. I'm so after pissed. After we reached an agreement about gradually raising the retirement age, etc. Oh, thank you for gradually doing it. After all, we can't have real change. You've got to have incremental change that fucks you. Because it's not... We don't have everybody in the, in the ranks of the working poor. There are still some uppity plebs thinking that they're going to do something and change the this, this system. How stupid of them. We got to get to work. Get on Rachel Maddow's show. Get on MSNBC. You've got to get that Claire McCaskill in here. And tell these sheeple, tell these dumb people that doing nothing, having a, having a, 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 a moderate fascist is the best we can do. When you have a, a government that the wants and needs of working people have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy, tell these dumb people that it's the best we can do. No, no, no. You cannot have taxes you got to pay your taxes believe it but you're not paying it to have any benefits back don't you ever think that please they got to cut social security you're lucky please if 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 joe biden had his way there'd be no social security that's too high in the sky i wonder what fdr would say about joe biden and his cabinet, too. Oh, well, let, let's just finish this. We all put our foot in the boat one at a time. And he kidded me. He stepped like he was stepping into a boat. And we all make the following deal. If any one of the challengers running against incumbent Democrat and Republicans attacks us on this point, we'll all stay together. Yeah, you got to stick together. Is needed. Social Security is not the hard one to solve. Medicare. Oh, yeah. That's the gorilla. You got to really, that's going to be hard kicking so many seniors off of Medicare because nobody wants to die. They all want to live, these dumb fuckers. And they, but they've outlived their usefulness to us, to the representatives, so called representatives. Wink, wink, wink. We, 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 they're not doing us any favors, lingering on, waking up day after day after day. When they have outlived driving their Ubers and working their third uniquely American job, now they're sitting there saying, what, are, what useful are, they're not useful, they're just draining us. This is America, we can do anything except everything that we need to do. Except help each other and leave no one behind. We can't do that. That's too e pluribus unum. 
That's too pie in the sky, man. That's too pledging your lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. That's not American. That's communist. Pledging your lives, fortune, and sacred honor to each other? What is this? It's my honor. That's, I'm, it's the honor of straight white rich men. How dare the plebs think that they have honor, that they should have dignity. Oh, if you wanted dignity, you would pull yourself up by your bootstraps and marry a billionaire or maybe become a politician. Run a good campaign, a nice liberal campaign, pretending you're the most liberal who's going to do something for people until you trick everybody, until you fuck them over enough that they vote for a gigantic fascist, an orange con man, and they just, they destroy democracy for good once and for all. (sighs) He's, he's the worst. And it's not me. I'm not the one that put, that put us in this position just by talking about it. Forget about it. Oh, here's Joe Biden's cabinet. This was leaked, apparently, but then Joe Biden said, oh, no, no, that's not true. Who do you believe? The one who said his, who's been saying for generations that his wife was killed by a drunk driver? The one who said to Bob Dole, let's put our, our blood brothers together here and make sure that we can cut Social Security and Medicare? Unbelievable. Here's some, uh, the nightmare scenario. Well, it's even, it's worse. I guess it's better than Twitter. I don't know. Maybe there won't be tweets. There will be curses, though. You know how he likes cursing at people, telling them they're full of shit, challenging them to push-up contests. That'll be great. Joe Biden confidence are privately discussing, discussing... and they're just privately, they're not privately disgusting, they're publicly disgusting, but privately discussing potential leaders and cabinet members for his White House, including the need to name a woman or African-American, perhaps both, as vice president. You know, to pander a little bit. You got to keep the sheeple happy a little bit so they don't come after you with the pitchforks and the torches. John Kerry. It's like, it's what's old is new. Because you know how wonderful the Obama administration was. So wonderful that the American people voted for a gigantic orange con man. That they turned to a fascist after decades of going back and forth and being screwed again and again and again. That they literally voted for a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man because they thought he was going to shake things up. That's how satisfied the American people were with the way it was going under those previous administrations that we're so, so, oh, so longing to recreate like John Kerry. John Kerry would love to take a new cabinet position devoted to climate change or maybe even a uh, curtain curl as Secretary of State. Susan Rice, 
formerly President Obama's national security advisor, Mike Bloomberg. You know, we're not going to undo capitalism, that guy, who swiftly endorsed Biden, would be a top possibility to head the World Bank. Sally Yates, the Deputy Attorney General under Obama, would be a leading contender for Attorney General, Senator Elizabeth Warren. Well, there you go. That's why she's so reticent to actually see her so-called policies or all her plans come to fruition. She's, she's, got, she's got to play her own cards. You know, it's for her. She's got hers. That's the American way. Don't principle. Forget it. Doing what's right, what's needed? No, 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 no. We don't do that here anymore. That's so... That is so great prosperity. That is so FDR. Ugh. Jamie Dimon. Disgusting, all right? This, Jamie Dimon is the, one of the most disgusting human beings on the planet and a reason why we have Twitter today. This cabinet is is like a bunch of nightmare creatures revived to ensure that the next the next Republican president is a real fascist. That's what's going to happen. They will okay, let's hope Joe Biden wins and he puts all of his billionaires back in place and they they fuck with us for another four years and maybe oh there's uh you know there's um he limits the amount of times he challenges people to a push-up contest there'll be no reason to do that anymore the cognitive decline will be out of the uh view of the cameras and they'll have all these regular Obama people running around doing nothing for you and me the rich will continue to get richer. The working class will continue to be the working poor. The American middle class will slip a few rungs lower on the ladder. Instead of one-third of the American people unable to retire, we'll get more. Maybe there'll be a half won't be able to retire. That's just the American way. The American life expect- expectancy will continue to decline. And... By the time the next Republican gets in there, running to the left of these fascists, promising change, promising to clean the swamp and shake things up, that fascist will be able to control himself. He won't shit his pants on a regular basis. He won't embarrass us. He won't tweet pictures of Nero fiddling while Rome burned Or pictures of himself as Nero fiddling, saying, gee, I don't know what this means, but I sure do like it. He won't be that much of a moron, but but he will be that much dedicated to the destruction of the American working class. And by the time he's done, that'll be the end of it. The grand experiment is officially dead. This is how it happens. It's how it happens throughout history, and it has happened over and over and over again, and it always happens with the help of the enablers, just like the DLC Democratic Party. They're the the ones. Don't tell me Bernie is the one that that, uh, made Hillary lose. Give me a break. 
We were trying to save this country, save Hillary from losing. So we were trying to make sure that we won, that the Democrats won, and then we did something and fixed the economy so it worked for all yet again uh, and shored up the holes and the problems with the government so that another fascist never rises again in our lifetime because they're always going to try to rise. But, oh well. I guess it'll be good for the show. You know, resist and all. Yeah, and we'll all, I'll vote for effing Biden. Are you kidding me? First of all, it's not over yet. Let's get to the debates. We'll see what happens. Biden, that's what he does. He implodes. He sucks. But it doesn't matter. It'll be like Weekend at Bernie's if that happens. They will prop him up all the way to the bank. You don't buy an entire government not to put it into use. That's for sure. They bought everything. That's why Clinton deregulated the media to save the DLC Democratic Party when the ship chips were down, when the people started getting uppity. They called their corporate media mouthpieces down like the flying monkeys to seed the air with, oh, everybody likes, you got to vote for Biden. He's got the black vote. Why? Please. Oh, you can't, can't do what we need to do. We can't have progressive taxation and a high top marginal tax rate like we had in those times that these effing boomers all want to go back to except for the the tax rates and the policies that built the middle class what do you want ridiculous here's joe biden the guy who literally goes out and campaigns for republicans over Democrats. Remember that? The one who said he hopes Mitch McConnell wins. You know, because he needs Mitch McConnell. He likes him. He's a good guy. You know, the guy that said, Obama, you won't fill this Supreme Court seat? This is who the fuck we're dealing with. So you think that you're going to have people like me that will vote for this fucking doddering old tool this oligarchy's wet dream. Yeah, okay, there'll be a bunch of us, and then you'll have who? Because young people, they're not going to vote for him. Some of them will, but you think they're going to get out of their beds? And they're going to be like, I'm voting for the old guy? I'm voting for the boomer that has a no malarkey bus? And they did it to us again. They haven't learned a goddamn thing the Democratic Party. They never learn because maybe it's not them who's not learning. Maybe it's us who never learn. We don't learn. The American people don't learn. We need to, when I say we stick together, we win, we, it's the truth. We don't stick together. And I don't mean, you think that we need to stick together with the corporatists? They're the ones that gave us Twitter. They need to come over on and see the light. What's, what are they fighting for? 
and I want to know somebody if you are listening to this and you're like that bitch uh, she's uh, she's helping Twitler or whatever then do me a favor write me at contact at republicandirtytricks.com and tell me what is a Democrat what is a Democrat what do you stand for I can't tell Oh, fucking James Carville is uh, calling Bernie to drop out, of course. Shut your effing filthy ghoulish mouth. So this this doddering old tool tweeted at me uh, that, of course, Bernie. It was Bernie that made Trump possible. Bernie gave us Trump. Yeah, yeah, really? And then he tweeted at me this article. And I love when people tweet articles at me and they they haven't they clearly haven't read the article. They just read the headline. That's the American way. We're d- the headline the headline citizenry. That's what we do. Stupid. We're stupid, lazy. And um, who could be bothered to actually read when you could see a headline? Uh, uh, being a dupe of, a, of propaganda is so much easier. So this person tweeted, let me see, I'm trying to find this goddamn guy's article that he tweeted at me. Oh, it's raining out. Oh, I know what happened. Let me see. Oh, you know what happened? Because I muted him. So it's not coming up. That's what you do. You just mute these people. They're so annoying. Yeah. Oh, so he tweeted me this article. Bernie Sanders voters helped Trump win, and here's proof. Of course, he's like, oh, see, zinger. You got me. You got me, boomer. And... Of course, he didn't read the article because what the article says is that, well, what did Bernie Sanders supporters do in 2016? Um, the data would suggest that Trump's effort were in least part successful. Another factor, however, was that those who switched their allegiance from Sanders to Trump, less than 10% considered themselves Democrats. So... Obviously, you don't read the goddamn article. What it said was that, well, and while less than 50% even leaned Democrat. So what they're saying is, what what the study said, what the numbers say, is that Bernie actually has the right-leaning independence that Republicans, uh, oh, I'm sorry, same thing, that the DLC Democratic Party, that the Joe Bidens of the world, the Amy Klobuchar's, the Rick Wilson's, the um, uh, uh, the James Carvels, the Claire McCaskill's of the world, say that they can attract by peddling Republican policies. That Bernie actually has those ind- independents. So you think that these independents that went from from uh, that's that voted for Bernie, that were going to vote for Bernie or Trump, that they're going to vote for James uh, for Joe Biden? Are you kidding me? I mean, that might, I might be surprised, but I doubt it. 
He doesn't, he's like, he's not Hillary Clinton. He's not, he has no redeeming qualities. Except what? He's, uh, they say he's a decent guy. Okay, he is? Because he had tragedy in his life. Who hasn't? We could sit here, I'll tell you 10,000 sob stories. I'll tell you many, many sob stories. I'll tell you about how my father died, and then, well, first my mother died, and exactly three months later, my father died. How's that? And then three months later, my cat died. I'll tell you about my cousin who was murdered. I'll tell you a lot of stories. I'll tell you about my friend who had an aneurysm at age 42. I'll tell you many tales of woe. My aunt who had multiple sclerosis. We all have horror stories. We all have grief and pain. And shame on Biden for using his pain as a political grandstand who doesn't even tell. It's not good enough that your wife and daughter died in a car accident. You gotta make up a story that they were killed by a drunk driver and it's not even true. That says everything you need to know. What's the difference between that and Twitler? That just says you think we're all a bunch of dumbasses. Emotions are to be played with. They're to, they're to be manipulated for the dupes. And this is a guy who, who gets, gets up in the well of the Senate talking about cutting Social Security and having a blood pact with Bob Dole about it. How they would all rise and fall together on the hill of making sure that seniors have to live um, until retirement age or raising the retirement age. That's what you're fighting for? And then you're going around saying, oh, you're the most progressive in the, in the Senate? Give me a break. Now, now you're saying that. Here's the guy that was talking about, I, I can't even believe, frankly, how is it possible that black people vote for him? Why? I, do, I don't get it. But that's when I see stuff like that. I'm like, we get the, we get the government we deserve. We get the government we deserve. And it's by design. It's almost like, in a way, uh, you can't blame people because of the fact that the, the American people are so overworked. Because of the fact that the middle class is now the working poor. That the real middle class is less than 50% of the population, stuff like that, like that we are living in the gig economy, that people are cutting their diabetes medicine in half and dying, that the insurance rackets, stocks are going through the roof over these, over our great white hope, our great white liberal hope. Give me a break. We get the government we deserve. And it's happened before. We're one of many, many civilizations that have gone the way of, uh, of plutocracy and oligarchy. It's always the tension. And they did it. They've won. They've done it to us again. <sighs> I mean, it's not over yet, obviously. And I hope Bernie doesn't bow out yet. Oh, even though there'll be, they've been calling for him to bow out for years. 
Sorry, we don't go down that fast. We will not bow out because we're on the right side of history and the right side of humanity. These fake Democrats are part of the problem. I'm sorry, if you're somebody who is secretly meeting with billionaires in wine caves while the American middle class slips lower down the, another rung on the ladder, then you're not a Democrat. You're a Democrat in name only. What would FDR do? You think FDR, what would FDR say? Incremental change when the American people are on bread lines? Every American who dies without health care is on their hands. Their blood is on the hands of the DLC Democratic Party and Amy Klobuchar and, all, and Claire McCaskill and all these moderate, mealy-mouthed handouts to the oligarchy insiders who have done this to us, who've turned this country, the United States of America, into the United States of serfs and lords. Where you gotta go beg a lord to trickle on you. Because the corporate media, they're not talking about how disgusting is that? That we can't have, we can't fund schools with uh, the general fund, that you have to have schools begging billionaires and rich people for, uh, for basic supplies. And then they say, oh, how wonderful it is that Steve Jobs, or not Steve Jobs, or uh, who was it? Stephen Colbert um, gave his school, or an elementary school near his house or where he lived, or maybe his alma mater, I don't remember, it doesn't matter, how he funded there uh he gave a bunch of books and he gave them a bunch of supplies and they had a big party and they celebrated stephen colbert how wonderful but that's not democracy it's not the way it's supposed to be set up that's the system the founders fought a revolution to escape where you can't have a functioning society unless you beg a rich benefactor it's wonderful that Stephen Colbert was so, was so generous, but that's not the way it's supposed to work. And then you have news organizations saying how, oh, isn't this wonderful? Stephen Colbert gave a lucky school uh, a new lease on life with all these wonderful books and supplies. And instead of framing the, the, the whole story that... What the fuck? Ha- what? Wait, wait, wait. Why is this happening? Why are we... Uh, why, why is it okay for a school to have to beg a rich benefactor for supplies? What's wrong with this, with this government? What's wrong with us? That's not how they frame it, though. And that's part of the problem. You'll never see Rachel Maddow framing it like that. Oh, no, they're too busy. Or, or forget about it, Morning Joe. They're, they're too busy kissing Pete Buttigieg's ass. Oh, he's so cute. He's adorable. And he can fuck us over in five languages. He can pet over Republican policies in five languages, everyone. Or so he says. He's like, he's like Melania. 
You know, she supposedly speaks five languages too, but then she's out over in France with uh, listening to the interpretation. Gee, you think that's a little bit of an exaggeration? For Christ's sakes. Oh, let's see. Why not Biden? Here's an article from Current Affairs. If you're a Democrat, you may be thinking about the presidential primary, something like this. Joe Biden doesn't seem like a bad guy. He was a good vice president under Obama, and he's certainly better than the monster we have in the White House right now. Biden may not be our perfect candidate, but who is he? But who is, I mean? Right now, the race between Biden and Bernie Sanders, and Biden is clearly the safe bet. Bernie wants to shake up the whole party and push a radical agenda that Americans aren't ready for. I agree with Bernie a lot on a lot of things. This is Nathan Robinson's article from Current Affairs. Okay, I agree with Bernie on a lot of things, but it's time to get serious about beating Trump. Super Tuesday showed that Democratic voters want someone stable and experienced. Yeah, okay, good luck. They want corn pop. Yeah, they want that guy. Stable? That's uh, maybe experienced. Experienced in fucking us over, but not stable. They won't, They don't want to throw out the establishment. And I love how watching corporate media, they're like, um, what did they, they asked... Are you the establishment? They asked these effing Democratic, you know, lick spittles. Um, Bernie Sanders says that you're the establishment. Are you the establishment? Are you effing kidding me? Are you the establishment? They're asking Joe Biden. They're asking Amy Klobuchar. Are you the establishment? And then Joe Biden's like, of course not. <gasps> the establishment. There's not those many... African-American voters who came out to vote for me, they're not the establishment. Yeah, but they're influenced by the establishment. And why is the establishment of the corporate media drumming and drumming this beat that Bernie is so unelectable and everything is pie in the sky, everything we need to do, that I got mine that uh, Willie Geist has a goddamn job on the corporate media telling people again and again and again how you don't want to lose your private health insurance. Why well, do you want to use your, li- your private insurance? Who wants to lose their private insurance? As if, like, that's the concern. We all love our private insurance. I love Aetna. I love the bills, the co-pays, the co-insurance, the in-network, out-of-network. I love it. I love when I get a bill when I'm unconscious in the hospital and then I get a a sudden bill that says, I'm sorry, your anesthesiologist was uh, not in network. And then they send you a $900 ambulance bill and the copay is, is, uh, you haven't met your deductible, so now you're out $5,000. And because you're an American, you can't 
you can't afford a 400 goddamn dollar emergency so you put it on your credit card and then instead of taking a day off you gotta work your third uniquely American job but you can't work it because now you're sick so I guess you gotta fucking die of despair like those things are going through the roof but in the meantime you'll take some goddamn opiates until perhaps you'll drop dead Oh, well, death by despair, isn't it such a shame? Oh, God. Super Tuesday showed that Democratic voters want someone stable and experienced. They don't want to throw out the establishment because, are you the establishment? No, I'm not the establishment. Has anybody seen the establishment? Tara Jr.? Jr.? Are you the establishment? Someone. Where's the establishment? I'm not the establishment. I don't see the establishment. Where's the establishment? I guess we're all just a bunch of dumbasses. I'm not the establishment. Oh, Pisha. No, no, no. I'm not the establishment. I'm just the senator from MDMA or whatever. I'm just, I'm just making a blood pact with Bob Dole to cut Social Security and raise their retirement age, but I'm not the establishment. You must be kidding me. I'm just an old cracker that should be sitting on a rocking chair talking about corn pop and challenging my fellow geriatrics to a push-up contest, and I should be nowhere near the halls of power because young people are sick of this shit. But they ain't got the reins of power yet. Don't worry, there'll be a lot of shit when it, when it becomes their turn. Oh, maybe we won't even be here. Who knows? By that, by that time, the incremental change of uh, climate change. I live in New York. There hasn't been one single snowstorm this whole season. It's just the weirdest thing. I've been here my whole life. Not a one. Oh, well. I guess that's one good thing. MBMA, yes, MBMA. I always say MDMA. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, Vincent, on the chat. I hate them all. What can I say? Bernie would be reckless choice. Biden is likable and pragmatic. We need someone who can end the craziness of Trump and return us to a time when things were at least relatively sane. I wish Obama could run again, but he can, and Joe's the closest thing we got. I doubt he'll be historically great, but he won't be awful either. I think he is an empathetic and well-meaning guy, except for all those lies, but whatever. If this captures your thinking, I would like you to give me a chance to show you that this argument for Biden, while tempting, is ultimately wrong in a very dangerous way. Biden is not what he seems to be. And there are some facts we need to confront. Democratic leaders have tried to conceal that Biden is actually more of an unprincipled political insider than an affable middle-class schlub. But a general election, Donald Trump, but but a general election, Donald Trump will expose it for all to see. You better believe it. Not only that, but when it comes to electability, Biden is weak and vulnerable. And while those weaknesses may be kept out of view in the primary, they will be on full display in the general election with devastating results. 
I would ultimately like to invite you to come and join with Bernie Sanders to show you why um, why we who support Sanders see things in such a different way and to explain why I think you would be proud to have voted for Sanders and helped him become the nominee. I will be grateful to you for listening to me because this election is an incredibly urgent historical moment and the decision you make could have serious ramifications for millions of American lives. Why not Biden? You've indicated to me that a big part of your reasoning for leaning Biden involves the desire to beat Trump and a feeling that, out of the two Democratic contenders, Biden is the man best positioned to do it. I'm going to give you a very strong argument for why this is not the case, and Biden is not, in fact, the most electable of the two candidates. But first, and because it will ultimately be relevant to the electability question, I actually want to start with a different question. First, let's, let's ask, which candidate would we choose if we felt they had the same chance of beating Trump? What if they were just picking the person we thought would make the best president? Who can we trust with power? Who is honest and principled? Let's compare the candidates on these grounds first, and then I will discuss the ramifications of electability, of the electability issue. I'll show you why the answer to this question, who will make the best president, affects the answer to who will make the best candidate. Because you are a Democrat, I assume you believe in things. You deplore racism, sexism, inequality. You believe that people shouldn't die because they can't afford health care. You are disturbed by needless, destructive wars. You think that climate change is real and urgent. You think Democrat social programs like Medicare and Social Security are vital for keeping seniors comfortable in old age. You think the criminal punishment system can be harsh and excessive that a woman's right to choose is paramount and that corporations shouldn't take advantage of vulnerable people. Perhaps you wouldn't describe yourself as a socialist like Bernie Sanders, but you do see how life for the working people in America can be brutal and unfair. And you think it's the government's job to do something about it. The question then is which candidate can be trusted to best live up to your values? Address the social problems that concern you and fight for things that are right. The reason many of us are so turned off by Joe is that by over the course of, many, of a many-decade career in Washington, he has let us down on the key issues when it matters most. Joe Biden has showed himself to be fundamentally weak, unreliable, and dishonest. He gets taken advantage of by Republicans, and he seems more interested in making friends than advancing Democratic ideals. Biden, ultimately, is truly just another politician, a guy who will give you a warm smile and then sell you out behind closed doors, a person who will make, a terri make terrible decisions and grubby deals and then cover it up with lies. He adopts a middle-class image but sucks up to the rich and powerful and has contempt for ordinary voters and their concerns. He's a man with little integrity or moral character whose choices in office have caused a lot of people a lot of harm. That's the truth, right? Now, if you're just joining in, I'm reading an article called Democrats You Do Not Really Want to Nominate Joe Biden from Current Affairs by Nathan Robinson. 
Okay. These are serious charges. I will fully substantiate them. I mean, this is a very long article. I don't think I can read the whole thing. I'll have to, I think it's a good article, though. I want to... Let's peruse some more. Just get to some of the meat of the matter here. <clears throat> okay. These are serious charges. I will fully substantiate them. First, let's look at the two most important issues a president will have influence on and needs to be trusted on, trusted to handle well. War and, and the social safety net. Let's start with Social Security. Biden has reacted angrily to Bernie Sanders' suggestion that Biden tried to cut Social Security, accusing Sanders of engaging in, in dishonest smears. I've been fighting to protect and expand Social Security for my whole career. Any suggestion is otherwise just flat out wrong, Biden said. But Biden is lying when he says he never tried to cut Social Security benefits for the elderly. You can even watch him brag about it. And we played those clips. Biden has proposed raising the retirement age, eliminating cost of living increases, and has said of Medicare and Social Security that you have to put it all on, on the table. Ryan Grimm and Lee Fang unearthed material from the 90s proving that senior advocacy groups had blasted Biden for siding with Republicans with an AARP representative saying Biden was endorsing nothing more than a raid on Social Security's trust fund. In fact, not only has Biden called for cuts to Social Security repeatedly over his political career, but he was intimately involved with the Obama administration's fiscal responsibility effort, which would have backed cuts to Medicare and Social Security, despite pushback from Democrats, from some Democrats, who opposed touching entitlements, including Bernie Sanders, who lost friends in Washington by forcefully challenging the administration over Social Security cuts. This would have been this would have had real human effects. And and this is me talking just an aside. We remember that because it was Obama who put Social Security on the table with Boner for the grand bargain, and John Boner denied it and rejected it at the time, thankfully, because they had made that pact, Republicans, to not give Obama any wins, quote-unquote. And it was really despite the fact that Obama had put Social Security on the table. That's how willing Obama was, uh, how far he was going to go to get this grand effing bargain bullshit. And it was, once again, it was the Republicans. And let me tell you, back in the 90s, Bill Clinton put Social Security on the table too, and they were going to announce it. Newt Gingrich and... Bill Clinton met weekly to come up with this other, I don't remember what, if, what the, if they had a name for it, but it was this, they were going to roll out the privatization of Social Security. And basically what happened, not even basically, what happened was the, the week they were going to announce it, the Monica Lewinsky scandal came out. And put everything on hold. So we can really thank Monica Lewinsky for stopping 
Bill Clinton from cutting Social Security or privatizing it. That's what they were, they were trying to do. It was, and they were, they, he was meeting with New Gingrich in secret for months and months and months. Oh, hi, Junior. Come on up. Everybody wants to see you. Let me put the camera down. Let me see. You need to see him. Let's see. Let's, everybody can see him, right? Good. Sit, Junior. Sit. Yes, I'm wearing shorts. Now you can see. It's hot in here. I don't have any control over my heat. All right, here we go. And while I take a pause in the action here, I only see... I know that I, th I got a couple of Super Chats. Of course, Jim and then Steve, who... We had a little bit of an argument. Not an argument. Who said I was doing the Republicans a favor by criticizing Joe Biden. He gave... He, he also, I guess, he felt bad or something. I don't know. He gave a Super Chat... Any other Super Chats are welcome. We know. And if you're not a patron, become a patron. And I know that Haiku mentioned to me I should read the patron names. I was going to do that tonight, but I got, we got distracted. I will do that the next show. We'll, we'll read out the patron names again. And I, it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. It's not even appreciate. The, the show is funded by you. If, we get to a point hopefully we will have a daily show but that's up to you guys the more patrons the daily show that's how it goes otherwise no right junior what what do you think do you think that we will get any more patrons or super chats i don't know you gotta tell them tell them Tell them. <laughs> All right. Yes, I'm wearing shorts. Let's see. Ugh, that's better. A little bit. Let me see. The people on the podcast are probably like, what are you doing? What? I can't hear nothing. All right. I'm trying to find where I left off. Then there's Iraq. In 2003, Biden was a senior bullish. Oh, a sen I'm sorry, a senator bullish about the push to war in Iraq who helped sell the Bush administration's pitch to the American public, who voted for and helped advance the Bush agenda. He was the war's most crucial senator supporter or Senate supporter. Biden repeated the myth that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. What's the matter? You okay? Relax. And let me see. And that Saddam Hussein must be dislodged from power. The resulting war was one of the most deadly catas catastrophes. All right. I know, I know. In the history of U.S. foreign and foreign policy, the Iraqi death toll was in the hundreds of thousands, or possibly even the millions. And 4,500 American troops died, and that's just the dead. K 
Countless more were left permanently maimed to suffer with PTSD for the rest of their lives. For every dead person, there's a family who will struggle forever to get over the loss. There is, this is no trivial issue. In selecting a commander-in-chief, you want someone who doesn't launch catastrophic wars of aggression. Now, you might be tempted to forgive Biden, who has among, uh, who among us hasn't made the occasional disastrous decision that caused millions of deaths. But most unforgivably, Biden hasn't reckoned or atoned for what he did. Instead, he has simply lied about it repeatedly because he knows how embarrassing the truth is. I never believed they had weapons of mass destruction, he said in October 2004, even though he had told the American people the exact opposite. In this campaign, Biden has, has uh, been saying things like, President George W. Bush got them in, and before we knew it, we had shock and awe, and immediately, the moment it started, I came out against the war at that moment. Biden had to admit to fact-checkers that this was false. He had explained his conduct by saying that he was wrongly placed in trust, his trust in George W. Bush, and to use his authority carefully. But The Intercept has reported that as early as 1998, Biden was saying things like, the only way we're going to get rid of Saddam Hussein is we're going to end up having to start it alone. If you want to understand the anger of a veteran... Who, who recently confronted Biden about his record in Iraq, saying he had blood on his hands, it's important to remember that Biden not only provided Democratic support for George W. Bush's criminal war of aggression, but he has lied about it, about what he did, and blamed Bush for his actions. Really, it's, it gets worse. He has been repeatedly suggesting he opposed the war and Mr. Bush's conduct from the beginning, claiming that detailed fact checks have deemed wrong or misleading. Biden got the Iraq war wrong before and throughout invasion, occupation, and withdrawal. And worse, he did so because the foreign policy principles he now touts as giving him unique diplomatic justice. Buying the obviously flimsy rationale for the Iraq war in the first place, while others were loudly opposing U.S. conduct, clearly calls into question whether someone should be put in charge of a vast nuclear arsenal, where they have to make a lot of decisions like these and evaluate evidence. But you can't, but you, you also can't forgive someone for something they've done wrong until they fully admit it. Admit what they did, right? Why would Biden do these things, you might ask? He clearly didn't desire hundreds of thousands of Iraqis to die or for old people to suffer. But here's an important thing to understand about Washington. The worst human consequences of political decision-making don't come about because of outright malice, but because of indifference, self-interest, and ignorance. Politicians repeat facile dogmas about the need to control the deficit or get tough on Saddam without thinking about what real-world effects their actions are on the people who benefit or, 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 or oh, sorry, on the people whose benefits are cut and whose country is invaded. Insiders like Biden, who have, has been in Washington since 1972, are out of touch with what the world looks like for people their policies affect. 
They listen only to the opinions of those who surround them, and those people are often self-interested lobbyists and donors. Someone like Biden is more interested in protecting his own position than on how his votes could impact people like you. Okay, we'll go just this one last point here. Just look at Biden's stances on health care. Health insurance industry stocks have jumped thanks to Biden's recent success in the primary. And early on, it was reported that the industry seemed to see Biden as their best chance. All right, get down. Get down, Junior, if you must. To keep Sanders or Warren or any of the other Medicare for All supporters best chance to stop them. It's not surprising. Biden has promised to save their profits, while Bernie Sanders has said that healthcare financing should be conducted by a for-profit industry shouldn't be conducted by a for-profit industry in the first place. But the insurance industry makes those profits by denying people care and squeezing as many mon- as much money out of people, out of the sick and the vulnerable. I don't need to remind you that many people die or go broke because they can't afford treatment. But as policy analyst Matt Buring has noted, not only will Biden's proposal, to the extent one can understand its confusing provisions, cause enormous amounts of insurance churn and instability, further immiserating people when they face hardships like loss of jobs or a loss of a spouse, loss of Medicaid or due to an income increase and every other negative life event. But it does not even aim to provide universal insurance coverage, leaving millions uninsured. As Bruning notes, this could lead to well over 100,000 unnecessary deaths per year. Real people will die because Biden wants to protect the industry that profits from those deaths. There's absolutely no need for this. Medicare for all is sensible, pragmatic, fiscally responsible. Would make sure nobody ever goes without insurance again. But Biden has chosen to spread right-wing lies about it. That's what gets me insane. And even his most ambitious proposals, presuming he chooses to fight for them, and they don't get watered down and compromised, will leave you vulnerable in ways you wouldn't have to be if you had, like other countries do, a national health insurance plan that covered everyone. Biden's willingness to do the bidding of the rich and powerful in the ways that hurt ordinary people has extended across many areas and makes his claim to be an ambassador for the middle class seem sick and perverse. Consider his relationship with the finance sector, which invested millions in him. As good government advocate Zephyr Teachout has written, middle-class Joe has perfected the art of taking big contributions than representing his corporate donors as the cost of middle- and working-class Americans. He supported banking, the banking industry consolidation and too-big-to-fail banks and supported the elimination of protections that limited Wall Street speculation. As Teachout notes, when bank, while bankrolled by the credit card industry, Biden delivered for it, before it 
by spearheading a bankruptcy bill that made it harder for Americans to reduce their debts and helped cause the financial crisis. The Consumer Financial, the, I mean, the Consumer Federation of America said that he provided a veneer of bipartisanship to stripping bankruptcy protections that eventually helped the credit card companies win other, over other Democrats. And Biden provided cover to the other Democrats to do what the credit card industry was urging them to do. The bankruptcy bill led to an infamous clash between Biden and Elizabeth Warren, who was then a law professor specializing in consumer bankruptcy issues. When uh, Warren was scathing at the way Biden wanted to make it harder for poor people to get out from under crushing debts and start fresh and concluded that seniors, like, I'm sorry, that senators like Joe Biden should not be allowed to sell out women in the morning and be heralded, heralded as their friends in the evening. In a scathing New York Times op-ed, Warren did not hold back. Do politicians like Mr. Biden, who support the bankruptcy bill, believe they can give credit card companies the right to elbow out women and children so long as they rally behind issues like abortion? The message is unmistakable. An economic issue, on an economic issue that attracts millions of dollars and of industry support, women have no political importance. As GQ reporter Luke Darby put it, in times of economic downturn, millions more Americans could end up struggling with mountains of debt than they would have otherwise had Biden not fought so hard to strip them of bankruptcy protection. Biden, who, who touts his loyalty to Obama as a key asset, even went against Mr. Obama to help defeat amendments aimed at strengthening protections for people forced into bankruptcy who have large medical debts or are in the military. This is disgusting. That's my editorial comment. Biden also helped kill an amendment that would have stopped corporations from judge shopping and going to the most friendly venues for their bankruptcy case. Biden was one of the four Democrats who sided with Republicans to defeat an effort supported by Mr. Obama to shift responsibility in certain cases from debtors to the predatory lenders who helped push them into bankruptcy. But it wasn't just ba the bankruptcy bill. Biden also voted against the proposal to require credit card companies to provide more effective warnings to consumers about the consequences of paying only the minimum amount each month. And as far back as 1978, he helped negotiate a deal rolling back bankruptcy protections for graduates with federal student loans. And in 1984 worked to do the same for bor borrowers borrowers I can't say that who loans um, borrowers with loans for vocational schools and there was a corruption angle too the New York Times reported that during the years Biden was helping the credit card industry his son had a consulting agreement that lasted five years with one of the largest companies pushing for the changes can you imagine? You see what I'm saying? This is what they're going to come after him for. And they're not wrong. This is why he's the weakest candidate. But what do I know? 
2008, when Biden was nominated to be Barack Obama's vice president, progressive commentators accurately saw it as a sign Obama sig- signaling to corporate interests that he had no intention of threatening them. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald wrote that Biden is a reliable supporter of virtually every prevailing bit of conventional wisdom within the American elite political consensus, which is why his selection has been widely praised by the establishment, whose principal concern is that their fiefdom not be disrupted and that their consensus not be challenged. Will Bunch of the Philadelphia Philadelphia Inquirer noted ruefully The bottom line is that Biden's shameful kowtowing to the credit card companies won't hurt him or Barack Obama. The only ones getting hurt are you and me and that poor struggling family at the kitchen table. Thank you, Richard, for your very nice super chat and your number one fan emoji. That's very cute. I know I got a couple of number one fans. I appreciate that. I mean, more than you would know. I can't do it without you. It's, I feel when I say things like that, I feel like it doesn't do it justice, really. When I say, I appreciate that, I I more than appreciate it. It's the lifeline. It's keeping us going. It keeps me motivated to keep going. Honestly, I get to a point where I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm not kidding. I do. I say one day, maybe I'll just get out of here. I'll just reach the point when do you start just saying forget it but start packing and move and get out of here and live the rest of my life somewhere sane that's not and and put it all away put all this politics away stop putting my neck in the noose every night to be attacked by right wingers and fake democrats Right? That's what it gets. Just find someone, fall in love, walk on an Irish cliff somewhere. And spend the rest of my life taking care of animals. You know what I mean? That's what I say. But then I think, I think of Richard and Haiku and Antonia and Diane and Patricia and Steve, and I think of Daniel, and everyone on the channel, and the people who, we are in this together. Who else is on the channel? Terry, Elise, E-L-E-S-214. Other, others, I don't see everyone on the channel. And I'm like, damn it. Executive decision. That's one of our listeners. Not, I'm not making an executive decision. So, I think, all right, I'll stick it out another day. And when people become patrons, I'm like, okay. This is on. We're doing this. Because it really is. It's like PBS. We're supported by viewers like you. Otherwise, we're done. 
And if you're in uh, New York on Memorial Day weekend or something, one of these weekends, May, we're going to have a Malloy get-together with Sam Cedar, me, Mike Malloy. So I'll, we'll find out when the where it's going to be. It'll probably be at some Irish pub. Probably be the same place. I think it was the the patron, the patronage or something. The Parsons, maybe? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It's some big Irish pub. It, it was nice. It was a good time last time. Yes, I want to move. I want to move to Ireland because I can get my Irish citizenship. And I wish my Irish grandparents never got here. They never came here, frankly. And then I think, well, would my parents have ever met? And maybe I wouldn't be born. But maybe I'd be born as somebody else. Maybe I'd be living in Norway. No, I'd be even in Ireland. I'd be looking at this country from across the pond saying, what's wrong with them idiots? And I'd be talking like that too. I'd say, what's wrong with them idiots like that? I'd have this New York accent still, probably. No, I'd have a decent accent. I'd sound like... I'd sound like this. I'd sound like an Irish person. What do you mean there's no more Malloy on PV? Is that true? I thought he's only on Progressive Voices. Am I wrong? No way. No way. Yeah, he's still there. It's Mike Malloy on Progressive Voices. He's on Progressive Voices. From 9. Only on the Progressive Voices Network. Exactly. Well, anyway. This this article goes on and on. Very... A long, 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 long article. But a very well-researched article. And... I suggest you read it, the entire article by Nathan Robinson from Current Affairs, and share it with your friends who think Joe Biden's electable and he's a Democrat. If this is a Democrat, we're in big trouble. He may have a D after his name, but no, we're Democrats. Bernie's a Democrat. I'll just read the last paragraph. I was depressed after Super Tuesday, as you can imagine, because so, because to me, the stakes of this primary are incredibly high. I was alarmed to see increased, increased odds of choosing a disastrous candidate like Biden to run against Trump. With all the human misery, Trump's reaction would ensure, or re-election would, uh, would ensure, and reaction. So on Wednesday, I spent my morning in a coffee shop in the French Quarter reading Don Quixote because I never read it, and I needed something apolitical to take my mind off things. As I was leaving, a current affairs reader recognized me and came up to introduce himself. He asked what I was reading, and I said it was topical. I hadn't thought of it that way, but... When he explained Don Quixote, the old, confused member of the social elite who doesn't notice that the world has changed around him, is living in a fantasy of the past. Half demented, he he fancies himself winning when he is losing, and when his delusional worldview comes into conflict 
with obvious facts as when the giants he attacks turns out to be windmills. He simply modifies his story so that he can never be wrong by saying a sorcerer must have turned the giants into windmills at the last minute to deny him a rightful victory. If that don't sound like the Democratic Party, this is the Democratic Party elite in general. And Joe Biden in particular, they still believe that everything operates according to the old rules. In 2016, it should have been evident that this was not the case. Donald Trump violated every rule of decency and civility, brazenly flouted the most basic political norms, and then won. But like Don Quixote, instead of accepting that they had all been wrong, and trying to understand this new world, they simply made up new stories that allowed them to rationalize continuing to do the same thing. Trump was illegitimately put into office by the sorcerer Putin, not by their own failures to effectively counter his messaging. In 2020, 2020, they will do precisely what they did in 2016, run an uninspiring establishment candidate with no clear agenda or reasoning for being in the race beyond self-advancement, whose criticisms of Trump ring false because of hypocrisy. And when they lose again, and it will not even cause them to finally wake up and see the windmills even if the party falls apart they will be clueless as to why here's my fear a narrative is rapidly going to take hold that bernie sanders is on the outs and joe biden is rising from the ashes the race is still technically close but biden has momentum as top Democrats coalesce around him. They will say, Bernie's revolution didn't happen. Everyone go home and get serious and pick Joe. People will temporarily forget what Biden is like. His name will just be a code word for moderation and the everyman. The New York Times has gone hard after Bernie recently with a flurry of negative stories and Bernie is going to have to have a tough is going to have a tough time turning around the narrative before the next primaries which is tonight and it sucks. Democrats do not realize that the only reason Biden appears strong is that they have managed to temporarily suppress suppress discussion of all the things that made him such a terrible general election candidate against Trump. Yes, if we don't talk about his long history of involvement with all the worst policy blunders of the last 40 years, or the ways Biden makes women uncomfortable, or his long history of outrageous lies about himself, or his son's shady Ukrainian gas money, or his inability to organize a campaign rally, or complete a sentence, or the total lack of answers to the questions, how will Biden get Bernie supporters, especially young people, to turn out for him? If we just bury that, then we can make Biden seem like a reasonable choice. But those things do not go away. They are coming back and they're going to hit Biden like a freight train the moment he faces Donald Trump. And as Biden did in 1988 and 2008, and in Iowa and in New Hampshire, he will likely 
crumble before you know it. But we don't have to do this. We have a window, albeit a small one, to turn this around. And I hope you and everybody you know will do whatever they can to help, de- help elect Bernie Sanders. We can bring a worthy fight to Donald Trump instead of tr- trying to put up a relic of the most discredited brand of democratic politics. We do not have to settle for Joe. We can have a campaign and a presidency in which we can truly take pride. It is Biden, not Sanders, who will be the risky bet. A Sanders presidency is nothing to fear, but a Biden nomination certainly is. A goddamn men. And I suggest everybody read that article and send it to your friends. I guess I could put it in the, I'll put a link on it in the description. Because we're done. We're in big trouble. And I guess, um, yeah, that's why we need patrons. We need more patrons because when Biden is the nominee, it looks looking that way. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, maybe he'll implode completely and Bernie will have to come and rescue. Who knows? Um, Even if he implodes, we know that they'll prop him up like weekend at Bernie's, like we were saying. So, um... We will need each other. We're going to need shows like this. We're going to need the community that we have built and are building. And we're going to have to really uh, stick together in that sense. Because it's, it's really on. Fascism it has come to America. It's here. It's not coming. It's here. And... Uh, we're in big ass trouble. So you don't have the corporate media. This is, this is the liberal media right here. You're looking at it. It's me. It's Mike Malloy. It's Bob Kincaid. It's Progressive Voices. It's it's Tara Jr. Jr. We, at least we have each other. But yeah, we're going to. Uh, we need more. We need more of our voices. And obviously, my voice is getting raspy. So, today is Tuesday. I'm going to try to do another show, maybe Thursday. Other than that, we always meet here on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Unless I'm, uh, unless I got the flu or something. And remember to subscribe to the channel. Hit the subscribe button and the notification button so you get to, um, when, so you're notified when we do our weekday specials become a patron you gotta and um if you can't be a patron you can give the show a good review on itunes share the show with your friends if you agree maybe you think this is a bunch of russian plants over here trying to work against i don't know what we're doing i don't understand why russians in fact russians would hate bernie to have um, a real contest against Trump and fix the broken system so another fascist never rises again. In fact, Bernie is the hope for democracy. 
not not Biden. We we know we read it all. And if he is the nominee, I I I hope not. I hope he wins. I it's going to be an uphill climb. But we're in big 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 trouble, guys. There you go. Yes, it's been a very difficult time. I see Terry on the chat. It's been a very difficult two weeks. I'm going to watch some comedy. And Diana is gonna get and Diane is gonna get stoned. Well, you gotta do it. If what you gotta do. I really appreciate everybody hanging out. Send me some some tweets, some anything you wanna talk about. If you get inspired or you want me to talk about something, you know. Don't hesitate to reach out. This is what we're here for. We are in this together. All right. Hopefully, I'll see you Saturday. I'm getting tired. I'm looking at the time. I can't believe it. That's, that was a three-hour tower buster. And now I must get unconscious. And I can't even watch MSNBC, I'll tell you. I can't do it. It gives me agita. Even this morning, I had to turn off Morning Joe. And I put on New York One. Because, okay, I'll t- let me just put on New York One. Talk about the weather. That's it. I can't handle it. Guys, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being a patron. If you are a patron, if you're not a patron, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Thank you for your super chats, all of the super chatters. That helps keep us going. And remember, remember... As I always say, we stick together, we win, and we're sticking together. We will win eventually. Maybe, hopefully, I'll be alive to see it. So, I just, that's what I hope. I know we will win eventually, but I want to be around just to gloat a little. For God's sakes. Or just relax and go to the doctor. You know what I mean? You guys are great. Who's a crybaby? I'm looking at the chat. Who cares, right? Someone's saying, Keith Becker, look at who is the crybaby. Somebody on the chat called us a crybaby? See, that's if that's the truth, that is so Republican. I've noticed it's not even a... There's no coincidence that these right-wing Democrats, these DLC Democrats, they have similar tactics to Republicans because they're Republicans. They send, they send disjointed memes. They send articles that they've only read the headlines that they don't know what they're talking about. And when you tell them the truth, when you, when you point out, okay, you sent me a headline. Here's the meat of the article that proves exactly the opposite of what you're trying to say. They say, I, uh, I'm not listening to you. You're the reason why I hate Bernie. You know what I mean? It's like, you're Republicans. You are Republicans. Just go and be a Republican. Leave the Democratic Party alone. Leave the DLs, leave the FDR Democratic Party alone. We created the middle class. We're trying to save you and the... American experiment 
We have to rebuild the middle class. It didn't come because somebody trickled on it, trickled it upon us in a wine cave. It came because of the FDR New Deal policies, for God's sakes. And look at me, I'm covered in cat hair. But it's an occupational hazard. Crybabies. Yeah, drink those liberal tears, right? DLCers. That's what they want. You'll be drinking a lot of tears when your health care plan makes a few people very rich but leaves millions behind still. I guess you don't care. That's the American way. Leaving people behind. It's the best we can do. You know, every other country can do, but we can't do it because we're Americans. Get up and have a push-up contest. All right, guys. My name is Tara Devlin. I almost said Tara Jr., Aren't we all Tara Jr., though, really? I will see you in a couple of days. We stick together. We win. Don't give up. Vote Bernie. Give some Bernie donations if you can. Become a patron, and I will see you in a few days. Right, Junior? Yes. Say goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>